cool that Zencaster does video now, too. Yeah, it's like the 21st century or some shit. And it's actually working tonight. We're not having tech tech issues. Knock on wood. Why Shut would up, Tim. Fuck. All right, well, I guess we just don't worry about backup recordings then. I'm not super concerned about it. Uh, Zencaster's usually... been pretty steady lately. It's been Why, I... Tim? <laughs> <laughs> he likes doing this. I think you've already like spent all our bad luck for the evening with Echo and Christine, <laughs> so I think we're good to go. You're recording. What did I say? I don't want this used against me in court. <laughs> we're just going to leave that, let that hang, that ambiguous statement just hang there now. And <laughs> Welcome back, Christy. You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to Dance Robot Dance. Uh, this is a big milestone episode for us. It is our fifth anniversary of the podcast. We have been doing this shit somehow on a weekly basis for five years. So somehow it's more like <laughs> for some weird reason. <laughs> so I am Tim. I'm going to be the host of this week's episode, this anniversary episode of our podcast, where we talk about all things nerdy and geeky from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. With me, I have my partner in crime, Mark. What's up, everybody? We have our returning host, one of the very first hosts that we started with the podcast with, Christy. What's up, everybody? <laughs> uh, we have our previous full-time host for, I guess, over a year. Uh, it was, it was a year a bit. Yeah. yeah, Paul coming to us from South Korea. Hi, everybody. And we have a special guest this week. We have my friend Keith joining us from Memphis, and Keith is going to be helping us celebrate our milestone episode this week. Say hello, Keith. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, before we get started, Keith, since you are new to the podcast, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your work and your general nerdery? <laughs> sure. Well, I'll take those in order. I do a lot of writing and editing for RPGs, and including the one we're going to do tonight, Star Trek Adventures. And in general, I'm a yeah, I'm a major Star Trek fan and gaming fan of all kind, video games, board games, whatnot, and Star Wars, and just about all the stuff you talk about on the podcast. Superheroes, <laughs> all in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah, so as Keith mentioned, he has graciously agreed to help us celebrate our fifth anniversary by DMing or space mastering, Final <laughs> Frontier mastering. You poor bastard. Yeah. A, a session of Star Trek Adventures. So like I said, a tabletop role-playing game that he uh, has, has helped uh, work on, done some writing and playtesting on. So yeah, we're really excited about that. We've never done an RPG before on the podcast for sure. And some of us really haven't ever really done RPGs. So it should be a fun experiment. We're going to just um, forego most of our usual segments this week because we want to have plenty of time for star trekking across the universe. But we did want to do just for old time's sake, we wanted to do a geek of the week. So who's going to start off our sting? Geek of the week. <laughs> geek of the week. Geek of the week. Nice. All right. So this is a segment we've been doing almost since the start where we each recount the nerdiest thing we've done in the past week or so. Let's start with Christy. She hasn't been around in a while. Oh, yeah. I've just been off, you know, living in this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having all this time to do nerdy things and not think about existential anxiety and crises. Yeah. 
So I've been filling a lot of my existential dread time with Mass Effect Legendary Edition, baby! (laughs) I have been eating that shit up! (laughs) And I had a crisis of faith this uh, week. Oh, did you fall in love with somebody other than Garrus? Oh, yes. Oh, no. I know. You're cheating on Garrus with You harlot. How dare you? Is it somebody else that has a more interesting penis? All I'm saying... Well, at least one. We all know Garrus has canonically in Christie's canon at least three to five. But as does my uh, character this evening. Good, excellent. Uh, he has That's two. What they I have <laughs> multiple. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. We all know. Actually, it is canon that the Krogan have four balls, four balls, because they have two Good of every know. organ. It's actually in the canon. But anyway, yeah, I have Crisis of Faith. I'm like. Playing Mass Effect 2 again, you know, Romance and Garrison. In the first game, I decided to romance Caden. Because Caden's always been, like, you know, my dude. He's been, like, my guy. Like, the guy that I was, like, oh, the one that got away. But I, you know, I was always Garrus Vakarian. But now, as an older woman, I'm just, like, yo, Caden's hot. <laughs> Whoa, oh, no. Is, is he the more reliable, responsible person that you're into in your 30s kind of thing? Yeah, he's, like, he's not, like, the funny bad boy that you, like, don't want to take home to your mom right away because you're, like, mom, this is my Birdman boyfriend. Like, I hope that's okay. <laughs> We're going to have beautiful Birdman babies. But Did we just um, walk into a fucking Rick and Morty episode also? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, mother, this is my Birdman. But, no, I, with Caden, I'm just, I'm having feelings now. And every time I'm playing, I'm, like, going to talk to Garrus. And then I'm, like, Caden. <laughs> Like, my brain is just like, I feel terrible. What, who do I go with? The guy that I was, like, first in love with in Mass Effect 1, who my shepherd awoke and had a sexual awakening about, much like my Elijah Wood experience? Or do I go and, like, go with Garrus, who, like, didn't treat me like shit on Horizon? Or, you know, do, when he apologizes, I'm like, yo, I'm sort of a renegade shepherd this run. Maybe I should. I don't know. So my geek of the week is that I've watched a lot of romance videos. <laughs> <laughs> So my geek of the week is going to be that I'm now questioning having Christy as the counselor on my ship. (laughs) Uh, Why isn't everyone on the Star Star Trek Enterprise polyamorous? Star Star Trek Trek Enterprise, you guys. These are the voyages of the Star Trek Enterprise. (laughs) I told you, my dog has made me very stressed. I've had a lot of wine. <laughs> that bodes well for us. All right. So everyone else's geek of the week doesn't matter. It has to be less than thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, everybody can check off Christy rants about Mass Effect on their Dance Robot Dance Bingo card. Yeah, we got Garrus. We got Tentacle Porn. <laughs> my sexual awakening to a Lord of the Rings character. Like it's all there, baby. Happy five years. Need a, now we just need a poop disaster story. Well, if you want one. <laughs> All right, before that happens, (laughs) Paul, what was your Geek of the Week? Well, similar to Christy, I'm going to go back to well-trodden territory and say, I'm on holiday, so it's Final Fantasy XIV time. Attaboy. That's my brother. And then I have brought a friend because my boyfriend has been oh, playing the no. console version. Oh, <laughs> so no. he's, a, he's a level 60 paladin now, so he's tanking for me as I continue my white mage exploits. Oh, I don't no. know how this happened. He was like, he played through Fallout 4 and he fin- just finished writing his screenplay. So he's been like screenwriting while I've been teaching. 
And he finishes third screenplay, so he's on holiday before he starts shopping his script around. And he was like, I need a world to explore. I need to do the thing. And I was like, oh, five of it, 14, here you go. <laughs> and then, so now he's a level 60 paladin. It's been like four days. So he's doing great. And yeah, I just renewed my subscription. So I'm getting through, because I wanted to finish the Shadowbringers content, 5.5 patch landed a while ago so i was just like finishing up a storyline and i suggested that he try it and now it's turned into a thing so he's in the other room playing now and (laughs) as soon as i'm done here i'm gonna go log in and level up my resistance weapon i'm very excited about it blow your entire sunday plan (laughs) Hey, I'm still technically recovering from my uh, <laughs> Pfizer shot. My arm is go. still a little tiny bit sore. I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah, exert myself. True. So yeah, I no physical just activity. Play, yeah, just play <laughs> video games for nine hours straight. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our special guest, Keith. Keith, what is your very first ever Geek of the Week? Mine's been uh, retro gaming. It's, uh, well, watching my son do it anyway. He's into playing old uh, first-person shooters. So uh, mm. last week he started Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, wow. Oh, Classic. Yes. Wow. That's <laughs> yep. a and is, is he doing this of his own volition? Or he like, is, are yep, you no, guiding him? No arm twisting here. <laughs> okay. Yep, it was his idea. He's already better at him than I ever was back in the day. <laughs> I've watched him play a uh, little bit of Quake. He was great at that. And Shadow Warrior, he took a break from because it was getting him irritated. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he Here, picked Here's up. the real question. How much time is he spending uh, watching the pixelated strippers? <laughs> not, not as much as some dad of his, I might mention, might have done back in the day. <laughs> I was going to say, a, a certain co-host of this podcast also spent some time <laughs> at those ladies. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> played a lot of Duke back in the day. But he, he well, did give him a few bucks. Nipples? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Guys, I swear those were nips. No, it's just part of her bra. No, they were nips. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a pixel because like, those things are like 64 by 64 yes. pixels. <laughs> exactly. it's a, yeah, it's a pixel that's like slightly darker than the other boob pixels. <laughs> Two frames. That areola <laughs> shot, like, though. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right, Mark, how about you? What's your Geek of the Week? Oh my god, guys, it's finally fucking over. I got a 3090 this week. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been dying to get this fucking graphics card in here. It would turn into a complete calamity as everything I fucking do always does. So I I did I picked up the graphics card and it was two inches too fucking big or like an inch too big for my case. Yeah, it happens to, to me all the time. It, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you to find a whole new case, which <laughs> There was that. That happens to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much too big. No, I've got to find a new case. (laughs) A new new place to stick it? Yeah, basically. But either way, (laughs) yeah, I rebuilt my machine. Chris is doing visual bits. I said wink. (laughs) What were you saying, Mark? Nothing. I got a 3090. I'm happy. Let's move on. Nice. We'll talk about it in detail next week when it's just Tim and I. I don't have all these. Yeah, I can, can really geek out. Yeah, I can ramble. I'll have all my 4K screens hooked up by then. I'll be able to fully report on what this fucking monster can do so yeah i hate it when you guys show up but come back yeah, I, can't, I don't get to talk for the whole episode it's just me freaking hate here. you but i love you whatever. <laughs> uh, all right well that leaves me my geek of the week i've been watching a lot of tv this week just because i've had other stuff i've been doing and it's one of the things you know i can just do while i'm doing other stuff so 
I did watch some TNG episodes to refresh my memory and help me sort of get into character for our game tonight. Watched specifically some like Klingon and Worf centric episodes. I also burned through the most recent season of Survivor finally, which was their 40th season. It was like a bunch of like previous winners coming back and dueling it out kind of thing. It's just comfort food TV. Hair. How do they have 40 seasons? That show started in like nine, like 2001 or some shit. Yeah, they do two seasons a year pretty much. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it takes like 40 days to film a whole season kind of thing, right? <laughs> and just editing. I guess. And the other one is I also started a rewatch of Community because I've been really enjoying the season of Rick and Morty. And so I kind of just wanted some more Dan Harmon to, you know, get me through the, the week in the between. Week between. Su- yeah. In between yeah. Sundays when the Rick and Morty episodes come out. So fuck that show's good. I have to yeah. finish the last season. I didn't let myself because I was like, I'll miss it too much. I don't know when he'll ever release it again. So now yeah. I got to catch up. It's all on Netflix in 4K now, too. Uh, so it's kind of worth popping through again. I, I watched it. Community? Like, or? Yeah. I watched oh. it at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, it, and it just, re- like, when they re-upped it, at the beginning of the pandemic, it came up as 4K HDR in Netflix mm-hmm. now. So, I mean, obviously, you have to have the equipment to support that. <laughs> I mean, there's that. But uh, I was pretty happy with it when I was watching through it again. So. Yeah. Christy, were you talking Community or Rick and Morty that you Rick didn't watch Morty, last season? Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. No, six seasons of the movie. I already watched my se- my seasons. Yeah, Har- and Harmon's uh, back to talking about yeah. making a movie again too. There was a little bit of you know there was a news we said we weren't going to do news, but yeah, he did talk a little bit this Whisper. past week about like how he might potentially like do a, a movie uh, at this point, like you know this far after the season end or the series ended. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they like, bring Troy back. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you know. Donald Glover doesn't have a million other projects that he's working on right now. He's not making like one of the most critically acclaimed shows on television at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a busy man. So. All right. Well, that's it for our geeks of the week. So let's move on to our. Meat of the episode. (laughs) Double Klingon dong meat. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, as we mentioned, we are going to play a game of or a session of star trek adventures this evening i've got my romulan ale and my klingon war nog at the ready but before we do that i feel like we need to just predicate this with like everybody's kind of like rpg tabletop rpg experience because i know christy and paul you guys have both played DD before right oh yes okay how experienced would you say you are not good at it <laughs> okay I do I need to get my dice? That's what the roll twenty sites for, Christy. Yeah. I've been in a campaign for D and D for the past couple months. I still wouldn't say that I'm like that seasoned at it. I'm still learning a lot of the mechanics, like holding actions and things like that, because you know, you, you kind of learn as you go. But mm-hmm. it's I I know how the general flow of the game works. So Okay. I, uh, and and Mark, you said you've you've played like a couple introductory sessions. I've played D and D like a half dozen times with a half dozen different groups of people that have played like maybe one or two sessions, kind of thing. So like I aware of like how it works and stuff like that. I think I even did a Marvel one at one point. Was there a Marvel one? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember anymore. But yeah, I played D and D and I did uh, something else too. But I've fiddled with this a little bit here and there. Yeah, well, I guess that leaves me as like the least experience. I've done like two sessions of a Vampire the Masquerade game uh, where like, oh, I played second... that once. I yeah. tried that one once. Yeah, where in the Obviously. second session, we 
like there were some of the players that were definitely sort of harassing the DM and we started like seeing veins pop out of his head. So we decided instead we were just going to, you know, have a party and drink instead <laughs> since we didn't want to give him an aneurysm. Poor DM. <laughs> <laughs> but I very inexperienced, but I read, I read the quick start guide and everything. So hopefully all will go well. And obviously Keith is very experienced at RPGs in general. That's true. All right. Well, in that case, I guess we'll just turn it over to Keith and you can get things started. Uh, do you want to give us a little rundown of Roll20 first? Uh, no, let's wait until uh, I need you to make your first roll and then we'll jump in there and I'll show you how to do that. Sounds good. Take it away. All right. Let me give you a little overview of, <laughs> you know what? Let's do that right now. Go to Roll20 and look at your character <laughs> sheets. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> uh, just so you can follow along while I'm telling you what some of these, some of the things on it mean super briefly. So you'll see at the top, click on your, you see your character names, I believe, over there on the right. Yep. Oh, why don't you all uh, introduce yourselves? Who are you all playing? Uh, in the order that it's in, in here. So who's, so let's start with Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, that would be me. I'll be playing the captain tonight. So couldn't not take command of these goofs with we're going to be like, <laughs> mulling around somewhere in Starfleet. Who else would be in charge at this point? So Q. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is that. But that's what the DM basically does is play Q. <laughs> that's what they should call me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. And <laughs> who's, who's next? Uh, I believe that is uh, me. I will be playing Deanna Troy, Miss Counselor. I was going to say Miss Troy if you're nasty. <laughs> Which she is. Yeah, she she nasty. And <laughs> I have mother issues. And I'm an empath. This is too close to home, you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I did, I did not think about that. <laughs> I'm caught. Her mother issues are a little different than yours, I think. Yeah, though, yeah so. her mom. Her mom is the worst. Like a lot. Yeah, she's a lot. So she's yeah. the worst. Yeah, you want to talk? Uh, you want to talk nasty? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Luxana got her freak on. Yeah. yeah. You should just stay on our home planet, you dumb idiot. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Shut up, mom. I'm only half Betazoid. You don't even know. What is it about Star Trek and like half breed people? Like. <laughs> Mom, yeah. I'm a counselor now, okay? Stop it. it well, usually has to do with casting, I would imagine, too. It's kind of hard to find full-blooded Klingons wandering around, you know? So it, oh, it's easier to sorry. cast half to, half Klingons, <laughs> half Vulcans. <laughs> so they can at least be partially human-shaped, I think. I spend less time in the makeup chair. <laughs> That's yeah, usually true. the goal of most of those actors uh, when you get down to it. So, yeah. Don't want a bunch of uh, Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence's here, like... <laughs> well, I mean, duck it out. speaking of time in the makeup chair, yeah. Both of you guys are the ones who have to spend most of the time yeah. in the makeup chair, so... Speaking of time in the uh, makeup chair, next up, we have... <laughs> oh, that would be me. I am Lieutenant Commander Data. Yeah! I am an android. What is this feeling you call love? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Are you going to do that for the whole thing? Because I'm, I'm going to be sending you to the brig if you do that. That. No, I will not talk in. This isn't short circuit. I'm not going to be talking. Johnny Five is alive. Yeah. No, Data is an android who is perplexed by the ins and outs of humanity. So he 
finds things illogical and curious and things like that. So, um, but he's also you got to get fascinating. It's always fascinating. 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 Really, what he's saying is to fuck. The fuck, <laughs> you, all of you, you're all you you're all messed up, and I am technically Worf is the muscle of the show, but actually I am because I'm an android and I can do all kinds of shit that people, other people can't do because I'm not a people. I'm not a people. I'm an android. I'm not a people. Actually, by Picard, you are technically a people. So, there uh, true. oh yeah, AI, uh, AI are people. Okay, that's cool. Some type androids. Yeah, if you're unshackled, yeah. like you're good to go. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, let's see if Lore shows up. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. And that leaves me uh, playing Lieutenant Worf, the low man on the totem pole of our uh, group this evening, uh, security officer, and the first Klingon to enroll in Starfleet. And my bat left is at the ready to taste blood this evening. <laughs> yeah. That's- and then have really angry sex with a Klingon woman. Yeah, I did watch that. I did watch the Emissary episode today. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. That was I haven't something. watched that one yet. I, I, the, the things that stick out in my mind is watching Star Trek with Mark. Like, I've seen certain episodes multiple times, and I don't think I've seen the entire show, like, front to back. But angry Klingon, Klingon sex definitely just... It sticks in your mind. <laughs> well, I mean, it comes up in Deep Space a lot. Like, they're in the infirmary. Him and Jedzia are in the infirmary, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, every third episode with broken bones and shit. And, like... <laughs> you should just call it Deep Space 69. <laughs> Kinda. Kinda. It is sexy. Ah! Yeah, but Jedzia only has one mouth, though. Yeah. <laughs> big though so that is yes that's all our characters good okay uh so at the top of your or near the top of your sheet you'll see your main abilities uh, under attributes so Mm -hmm. they're probably going to be pretty self-explanatory control is basically it's both self-discipline and also coordination uh, physical control as well as mental daring is your bravery and quick thinking fitness is your physical strength and stamina insight is understanding about the environment and other people Presence is your personality and command ability. Well, part of your part of your command ability. We'll get to more of that in a second. And reason is uh, logical and problem-solving abilities. Under that is the other six main traits for a character are your disciplines. These are more skill-based. So command is your ability to direct a crew or lead a team. Con is a little bit of a combination of piloting, which would include driving ground vehicles, but also piloting a spar- starship. But Khan also includes uh, knowledge of protocol, like Starfleet protocol. Security is uh, defending yourself, fighting, conducting investigations also. Engineering is solving mechanical or technical problems. And science is your knowledge of the and understanding of the universe. And medicine is healing others and treating illnesses. It struck me after we chose our roles. We, does anybody have decent fucking healing ability? <laughs> Anybody have more than like a two under medicine? I have a four. <laughs> okay, there we but go. But it's mostly you, you can, about fixing your brain. Yeah, I was going to say, you can heal us psychologically after the trauma yeah. of, our, of our encounters. Oh, you're bleeding. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel wet and lightheaded. I sense negative emotions. I'm assuming we can access the ship systems and therefore use the EMH for that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, well, you've also got is, uh, count- Enterprise D. We don't have an EMH. What are you talking about, man? It was installed in like season six. They just never used it because Crusher hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got Dr. Crusher board, so no worries. This is true. Okay. 
good. Yeah, we have we have a sick bay. We have a galaxy class starship to use here, guys. <laughs> you got to remember, you have the most like amazing tool in human history up to that. He hasn't told us our mission yet. We don't know if we're on the ship or if it's an away mission or what. Well, That's, you, every does it ever not start on the ship? It's <laughs> true. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. We're at threat level eight. Okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's how those uh, attributes and disciplines go- are used. Whenever you need to do something, you're going to pick an attribute, or or I will pick an attribute and a discipline that you think that falls under. You'll add those numbers together, and that's what you're trying to roll under with some number of twenty-sided dice. Which uh, Christy was asking about dice a minute ago, and it's fine if you have your own and, and you want to use them. But we've also got them built into this, so you can just click on uh, click on the interface and roll twenty, and that'll take care of it for you. So, for example, you're trying to figure out some sciencey problem. You might take your attribute of reason and add that to your science discipline, and you just try to roll at or under that number on your d20. So in this game, it, the dice are the opposite of D&D, where low numbers are better. Yeah, so if you inherently have a skill of shitty rolls, then this is your game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do, are there things like critical rolls for 20s and 1s? There are. Yes. So this system is called the 2d20 system, and that's because typically you're rolling 2d20s. And so that gives you an opportunity for two successes because uh, anything under that at or under that target number uh, is a success. If it's a one, uh, it counts as two successes. So on two dice, it's possible to roll four successes. And also if you roll equal to or under the discipline involved. So in our example, you're rolling reason plus science. If you roll under the, the number of your science or, or equal match or, or beat the science number, that would also count as a critical success, which is two, two successes. Yeah, does that make sense? Oh, no. oh, oh that's. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. I missed. I missed an element. That's if you have a focus. <laughs> that's if you have a focus that applies. So each of you has six focuses. Like I'm looking at Captain Picard, and he has some like astrophysics and composure and diplomacy. So if, if that task he was doing with his reason plus science involved astrophysics, then any of the ones that were low enough to equal or be under his science would count as two successes. But don't worry about that. The interface will handle it, or I can tell you what the number is that you got to beat. Oh, man. <laughs> what am I going to do with cultural studies? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> what a waste of a degree. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, be English. Okay, wait. I am going to run and get my dice. Give me one second. Oh, excellent. Yeah, roll okay. 20. The dice can really be good or really be bad here. <laughs> There's really no in-between in my experience. You get a bunch okay. of twenties in a row. You get a bunch <laughs> of ones in a row. Not a bunch of tens. Hmm. Tell you about the three kinds of points you can spend in this game. Sort of a in-game economy. Uh, the most common is momentum, and we've got a little spot I've, I've put in the middle of the, the play area there, where you can all see how much there is because it's a pool. There's a momentum pool. When you make a task roll, if you have, if you achieve more successes than you needed, so say Captain Picard's rolling his two dice, he needed uh, his. It's a difficulty of one, so he just needed one success, but he rolled two. He can take that one extra one and spend it for certain other things, like in combat, he could spend it to deal more damage, or if he's scanning something with a strike order, he could use that to gain more information. And if there's nothing he needs to do with it, you can bank it in a pool that that'll be represented on our sheet there, and you can have up to six in that that anyone can draw from whenever they need to. So that's two. That's momentum. And then the opposite of that is my counterpart. That's threat. I start with two points of threat for each player. So that's why we've got an eight on the board there. And I can spend that to 
boost the abilities of the adversaries or call in reinforcements or um, to fuck with us. Basically. <laughs> yeah. If things are going generally, if it's, if, because this is not an adversarial game, so it's generally to make sure things are as exciting as they can be. If you guys get a lucky shot and you're <laughs> taking down, you know, the Romulan mastermind in the first shot, I might spend some to keep that interesting <laughs> or, you know, I might not. That's up to the GM. Yeah. Sometimes you guys have earned a lucky shot. And finally, uh, determination is something you have marked on your character sheet. You each start with one. That's the most powerful kind of point spend. You can spend that to, if you fail a roll, you can spend that to re-roll it all, uh, re-roll all your dice. You can use that to create some fact about the scene, like, hey, are there explosive barrels in this room somewhere? Well, if you spend a point, there are. And you can use that to like immediately have a, a free uh, critical success on a roll. But the trick is the action that you're undertaking has to play to one of your values or to one of the mission directives, which we'll get to as soon as we start. So that's that's the heart of the value system. It's it's encouraging you to play according to those because that's how you can accomplish those great things. And the GM can also mess with you a bit in that sometimes a GM will offer you a point of determination to keep if you trigger the negative side of one of those. A great example of that would be where there's a Romulan officer dying in sickbay. Only Worf can donate the blood. But uh, the GM says, hey, Worf, you've got this proud Klingon value. I'll give you this determination if you say, nope, that that Romulan's going to (laughs) die. And Worf said, I want that determination. (laughs) (laughs) I watched that episode this week, actually. It's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? Yeah, I love that one. That's dark. Hey, that's all the that's all the rules we got to cover. Let's dive in, and let's dive in with Captain's log. I think I have this shared so you can all see. So, uh, Captain Picard, would you uh, let me show to players? And if when it when it's visible to you, it's all done up in L cards as well, listeners. I'm very, very happy cool. about this. <laughs> Good. Uh, is this the so Captain's log start eight four four two eight one point five? We have been ordered to the planet Ashgrave Four, also known as Footfall on what I hope will turn out to be a minor diplomatic mission. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the planet is considered Where's neutral. Where's your voice, Mark? Where's your I'm character not voice? doing an English accent. There's no way. I can't even do the French one properly. So. Oh, right. Then you fit right in. <laughs> exactly. Right. The planet is considered neutral, even though it is in Federation space and attracts many pilgrims from several different species and faiths. They say it is a holy place, so Starfleet decided a light touch and open access was the best way to not cause offense. Our orders are to find and apprehend a militant group that has committed acts of vandalism. Not something that usually requires a starship. And yeah, not the flagship either, but either way. All right. <laughs> but with the place of potential tinderbox, I'm not surprised the Federation governor has is being ca- very careful. Uh, I've already noticed an increase in religious activity on the ship. And many of the more religious members of the crew have asked for shore leave when we get there. If we're lucky, the presence of a starship will remind this militant group that they need to calm down. Otherwise, we'll be walking a very fine diplomatic line. I only hope the rumors that the place inspires calm and tranquility are not unfounded. Excellent. Thank you, Captain. Now, with that Captain's Log in mind, I'm going to show you the mission directives. Uh, at the start of a, uh, a published Star Trek adventure, you will receive usually two or three mission objectives. In addition to the Prime Directive, which of course is uh, don't interfere in other planets' shit. <laughs> I think that's the the technical language for it. <laughs> that's what's on the uh, on the Federation Charter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, can you all see them? I'm going to read them, but uh, yeah. I'll leave them here in case you want to refer to them. Because, like I said, 
if the shit hits the fan and you need to use a determination, reroll some dice or get some kind of advantage, then applying to what you're doing to one of your values or to one of these directives, including the prime directive, can let you do that. So directives for this mission include to uncover the source of the militant group and put a stop to their actions peacefully and with no loss of life if possible, Worf. <laughs> and the second one is to, to keep the peace and ensure no other similar groups are likely to cause trouble and to work diplomatically to ensure no further tensions escalate due to Federation interference. And What about sexual pitch? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and at that, you guys are beaming down to the planet. I think uh, in the purpose of time and to save extra thinking, let's just assume you four are the away team. How does that sound? All right. Done. And maybe we assume this is, you know, this is normally where, where a super, are we beaming down to? This is normally a super peaceful planet, so you know, surely Riker wouldn't have a problem with Captain Picard beaming down, right? That was my question. I was like, am I allowed to beam down, or am I going to have to argue with my XO first? Well, that's that's why Worf got sent, right, to protect the captain. Well, that's actually why Data got sent because you're beat up. I'm just here to fill the woman quota. <laughs> I need you to tell me what everybody is obviously feeling. <laughs> While we're having, you know... The sad thing is, if you just looked and listened to people yeah, in the car, exactly. you would, Actually, Captain, it doesn't you just take an empath to know when someone's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you arrive, materializing in an open plaza in the center of the only colony on the planet. The place is bustling with activity, and the area is full of all manner of shops selling religious trinkets and paraphernalia of every type and every denomination. The people seem calm and happy, and several offer blessings and greetings of a religious nature to, to you folks. How, how do you guys like being greeted in a religious manner? I think Worf looks uncomfortable. <laughs> My head is angling and darting in a confused kind of way, and saying, I continuously just say, fascinating. <laughs> Very good. Deanna would read one of, are they humanoid-ish? Yes, uh, uh, all humanoid that you've seen so far from a variety of species, uh, both in and out of the right, Federation. Good. Like, there's a Ferengi. It's always very convenient in the Federation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all 90% of the aliens are humanoid. <laughs> yes. So We do have a budget. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. I would read their minds to see quickly what the correct response is, like what they were anticipating, and say it. <laughs> well, uh, now remember that Troy minds. doesn't I can only feel feelings. Yes. I can read minds. You can read some, but not uh, strangers. And if they're humanoid, I can. <laughs> well, if they're betazoid, <laughs> if they're your species, then you can. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I don't read their minds. I just look like I'm trying really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get a sense that the people here that you're seeing are serene and welcoming. And yeah, you're not feeling, you know, waves of deception or uh, oppression that you have on some planets you visited. May I ask about the uh, sartorial choices in the area? Are we talking a Ryza, like, nipple exposed situation? <laughs> or... <laughs> just, just curious. Are, like, are people modestly dressed, or are we talking, like, weird Cupid uh, rock and roll situation, like original <laughs> series? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, much more modest here. Much, uh, oh, much okay. less noteworthy on that side than Risa. Okay. I think Worf should uh, do a, a cursory you know, survey of the area, just the immediate area, to make sure there's no immediately obvious threats. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's make that our first roll. So, go to your uh, character sheet, Worf, 
And here's how you do it if you're going to do it in the Roll20 interface, which uh, has a nice uh, Star Trek Adventures character sheet. Under attributes, each of your attributes is clickable. That is the the label, not the number. Yes. So if you're gonna, so are you looking around uh, just visually, or are you gonna scan something with your tricorder? Actually, it may not matter. <laughs> I think yeah, just look around visually. I think with a visual look, that'll be let's call that insight plus security. So uh, click on insight so that it's selected. Okay. And then click on security so it's selected. Then move over there on the right, and do you see the line task roll? And it has a number from one to five under the under the dice roller section, the third line. I see D20, and I can go over to two. Is that what I should be doing? Uh, so you see uh, the two is selected, right? Uh, it should be. That's the default. So that means it'll be rolling two dice. And okay. does Worf have a uh, focus that you think apply, would apply in this situation? Not really. Okay. So uh, leave focus used on no. And then click that symbol next to task roll. And then it'll show us your die roll in the okay. in the chat. Okay. So what that shows is both your rolls. So you roll, you got, uh, uh, well, in this interface, a one means success, a zero means not. So you got two successes. And I should have told you your difficulty Yay. was, uh, in this case, your difficulty was zero. Sometimes we use zero difficulty tasks for something that you can't really fail, but it has an opportunity to let you earn momentum so that you can spend in the future. So, so yeah, since I don't have additional information for, to give you on this, there's no, no nothing to spend on right now. So we will bank that to momentum. And in fact, but, but let me answer your question. You're not seeing any, any obvious uh, or any signs of security risks right now. You don't see any signs of uh, people carrying weapons. You don't see anybody looking menacing or furtive, just people going about their business. So yeah, Wharf thinks uh, kind of a boring looking place. Nobody's imprinting. You know, you can't see like anybody with a a handle in their waistband. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. Good point. Worf would, you'd probably see things like that. So no, nothing like that. All right. Um, apologies. I didn't realize that the chat is where it showed up. I was just clicking the dice a while ago, being like, "Why doesn't this work? Why does this no work?" <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The yep. The results go. So I went chat. got my dice. I was like, "This isn't working for me." Yeah, Chris is just spamming the chat with dice rolls just for fun. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, also speaking of what we were talking about, to, I mean, what, uh, tr yeah, what we were talking about with Troy a little bit ago about this place feeling much more welcoming than uh, than a lot. Uh, it's also the place itself seems to engender strong, peaceful feelings in all of you. Well, except Data, when you when you arrive, <laughs> even though the landscape itself is pretty rough, it's kind of a barren place. It looks like. I mean, there's some trees growing in the distance, but they're not that healthy. It's not a garden paradise by any means. Weird sentient planet adventure. But still, it's a great view, and it, there's just something about the place feel humbling and inspiring all at the same time. With that in mind, each of you has gained a point of momentum just for arriving here. And that puts us at a full uh, momentum pool of six, which I'm going to update in our interface. So you got six yeah, momentum points. So good. That's right. You're already maxed out on momentum. <laughs> I fight someone. No, I don't. <laughs> I fight someone. <laughs> I beat the shit out I feel like it's probably going to be considered kind of hostile that I'm just carrying my fucking bat leth around this planet. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I'll briefly cover this. Some weapons, like big hulking things like a bat leth, that you wouldn't commonly seen carry, carried on a mission, they have an extra cost to equip them called a, a opportunity cost. That is a cost of okay. one momentum. So let me subtract that. <sighs> 
God damn it, Tim. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be glad I have that thing uh, later, guys. So if you got it, uh... We all have two phasers. What do you need a sword for? <laughs> close close quarters combat. <laughs> I also have a data. I don't need you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you got it strapped on your back? Is that what you said? Or are you just uh, swinging it around at random? Or No, I think strapped on my back for now, yeah. All right, that's cool. He's just licking it seductively. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I fully intend on throwing Data and using him as a weapon at some point. <laughs> oh, is this a get help kind of situation? <laughs> you uh, find your way pretty easily to the Federation Administration building, uh, where an aide leads you to uh, Commander Shahal's office. She's the, the acting governor on this planet, uh, and she welcomes you inside. She is a uh, short Indian woman in a red uniform like you, Captain Picard. Nice. Uh, welcome to football, she says. And then Deanna says, your welcome is most welcome. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you oddly. And, uh... <laughs> I sense that you feel awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing your job. Well done. <laughs> Can I please get some points? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see the footage of the incident that we told you about on subspace? Yeah, can we see, like, get a rundown of what the situation is on the planet from these people? Yes. From you, I guess, Commander? What, what's her name again? I want to write this down so we can properly address her. Uh, Commander Shahal. That's uh, C-H... Shahal, uh, uh, I'm sorry. C-H-A-H-A-L. All right. Thank you. Yes, she uh, turns her terminal around and shows you footage that someone uh, had recorded of the latest incident, which is... A group of civilians from a few different species running through the main streets late at night. They didn't seem, I mean, one of them looked right at the camera. Didn't look like they cared that they were being caught on camera. Using bats and tools to break the windows of most of the shops. But let's see, I think especially Worf and Troy would notice that it does seem like they're careful not to not to hurt anybody uh, directly. Uh, when the video's over, come Just in. Going after the property? Yes. It's like similar to to like George Floyd riots last year. <laughs> oh, Tim. <laughs> the commander says, I know the group in question. They're led by a woman, a human woman named Annalisa Duval, who's a new but outspoken member of the community. She's been insisting that more people be allowed to visit the planet. We have a cap right now to try and help us keep the peace. But she and her group want more people allowed and and have some more demands too. They're they're starting to insist that everyone on the planet bring their beliefs in line with this group's, which I'm happy to say is unusual for this planet to date. <laughs> Her group is calling itself now the Voice of Purity. That bodes well. Fucking space <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> it's always space Nazis. They have a small commune outside the main colony, and I was hoping you could locate them and insist that they stop. Uh, stop their uh, strong-arming activity and property destruction and the things they've taken to recently. Do we know how many people are in the camp? Yes, her group is two or three dozen, I believe. Fair enough. Of course, it's another fucking dirty French person. <gasps> hey, <laughs> watch it there, <laughs> Lieutenant. In the last you two the minutes, ship? you've mentioned George Floyd, Nazis, and now saying... <laughs> this is how I can tell Chrissy doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, because that's all Tim does all the time. Now, so. <laughs> I've been seen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, what else do we need to know? I would like to... Can we have a copy of that, that footage sent to the Enterprise for analysis? Uh, certainly. Data, do you also have a tricorder? 
Ah, uh, that's my next. Yeah, I have some questions about that too, but oh, we'll, we'll good get there eventually. Question. Let me look at my. Where's that other? Yes, I have a tricorder. I was. I mean, w- given the like weird, calming nature of this planet, I feel like there's probably some scans that need to be run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna get to that. Thank you. <laughs> it's on my list. Come on, yeah. the, the, the captain's got you covered. I know what's going on. All right. I would like to run some atmospheric scans of the planet to see what is going on with the way that people are feeling. Certainly. I just want to take some readings. Okay. Well, I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have the science, my science is one. (laughs) Uh, Okay. What would I be? Leia, let me walk you through that data on your character sheet. Okay. Uh, Scanning of this type, I think, is going to be similar to my example earlier. I think that's going to be reason. So click on the reason label. And science under disciplines. Yeah. You also have two dice. Oh, so it's uh, two dice is what you get for free. If you want to, I forgot to tell you the main thing about momentum, and that is buying dice. One point of momentum can get you an additional die. So that would be three you'd be rolling. Two more points after that would get you another die. And three more points after that would get you a possible fourth die. That's the most you can get with momentum. And you see the cost goes up as you go. But... Would you like to spend any momentum on this task? And I don't mean that... Do need to know what the difficulty is first? That's a great question. Yes, I will call this a two difficulty. So you'd need both successes. Now, Data's got some solid numbers. He's got a 16 that he's he's got a roll equal to or less than on a 20. He's got a solid chance of that. Yeah. Sorry, what, what was it about the focuses? Do they help? Oh, yes. How do they help the rolls again? They help in that if if any of his dice roll equal to or under his science, then they count as two successes. Okay. Okay. So that means that if there's a focus that applies, would spatial phenomena be a focus that would apply to this role? No, I think I think that would be outside, like beyond the atmosphere of this planet. Beyond. Oh, okay. And I don't think astrophysics. So I don't think any of his do on this one. Okay. So focus used no, and then complication range one. Yeah, that you don't need to worry about. So complication is a 20. If you're all a 20, yeah, I didn't tell you that either. If you're all a 20, then it's possible to succeed and also get a complication. So it's not like a critical failure exactly, but it does mean something is going to happen that will, that you'll have to deal with. Tricorder explodes <laughs> in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I think that given the atmosphere of the planet overall is probably going to be like critical to our understanding of what's going on here. I, I think I'm good with you using some momentum points. I, I'll just use one momentum point to add a die. Okay. Yeah. Roll. So in that case, click on the three after a uh, task roll instead of the two. Task roll three. And then, uh, yep, then hit the button next to it. And let's see what you got. And good luck. Hit. Oh, Yo, nice. Oh, wow. Okay, good. I said it was two, so you uh, you succeeded and you got an extra. So I won't subtract from the momentum pool because <laughs> you just got it back. That's a nice side effect of this. Uh, if you overspend and it turned out to be easy, you just get those points back that you spent because <laughs> you, you would tend to get yeah. extra successes. So I like that. Excellent. So scanning the atmosphere. Okay. You're not picking up anything. You're not picking up anything that you think might be causing the feelings of awe and uh, inspiration, you know, that you feel when you got here. In fact, nothing unusual about the atmosphere itself. You are picking up unusual readings in the planet's makeup, but it's going to take your tricorder a while to process that. So, but it it will give you a ping when it's done on that. Okay, good. And I, and I'll make a note to remind you. 
Would we be able to run any additional scans from the ship? Yes. Captain? No, that was, yeah, that's the next, that would be my next move. <laughs> Good, we're all on the same wavelength here. Yeah, no, I have a couple of things I want to do, because I also would like to go back and get some more information about these militant people from you before I go trying to, like, chat at them. Also, where they come from, where that is. Yeah, I'd also like to kind of look around the square on our way out to see if any of the religious stuff pings any of my xenoarchaeology thingies. Okay. See if anything weird's floating around out in there. Sure. Also, so... I have a lot of shit I want to do, apparently. <laughs> cool. So well, basically, like, need to, I need to delegate a bunch of stuff because I'm the commander. And have, you know, <laughs> well, let's tackle that. some scans and stuff. <laughs> so regarding the background of the uh, people, do you mean uh, talking to Commander Shahal? Yeah, like asking the commander like about the people who I need to go talk to. Like, Are they Federation citizens? Like, Where do they come from originally? Were they, did they come, become a group on this planet? Is there anything to the formation of the group that would be, you know, germane? Germain right. to my discussion with them. Is she a big pain in the butt? Like, does she have some kind of record with Starfleet somewhere? Like, if we had run-ins with her, like, obviously we haven't, but, like, has another ship or crew run into her and had issues? Like, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, very good questions. So she says most of them are from Federation planets. Not all, but none of them are from, like, an enemy species like uh, Cardassians. Just some local non-aligned worlds. She's considered this also and hasn't seen any correlation between where they're from. I mean, they're kind of from all over. None of them have any kind of Federation criminal record. None of them have, you know, there's nothing noteworthy about them before uh, coming to this planet. No, no affiliations with like the Maquis or anything like that that I'm going to have to be. <laughs> right. No, about. no, nothing like that. Fair enough. Anything else? Commander, I mean, I guess Troy in particular, we should be thinking about before we go ask these tough people. All kinds of stuff. Can Troy read Shahal's emotions? Like, how is she feeling right now? Yes. Um, no role needed for that. She's relieved that you're here. She's she's feeling optimistic and a little bit concerned that about your chances of success. She's she's hoping you're successful, but a little worried about it. I mean, I'd be concerned too if I saw a giant Klingon <laughs> with a fucking bat left walking in. My captain just allowed it to happen. Or the fucking dumb Klingon brought the bat with him without saying anything to the captain, and the captain just looked at him like, "You're going to the brig after this, but take your fucking sword." <laughs> I thought it was sending you be... to deep space, not after this. This is where you're transferred. I'm done. I thought it was right. going to be. She seemed a little bit concerned with your uniform as your cleavage was spilling out of it, Troy. <laughs> God damn it! No, this put, is this is later season, neck. Troy. This is a mini <laughs> skirt, <season>. Troy. Okay. <laughs> Sexism. <laughs> Sense it everywhere. But yeah, I guess then there really isn't any. Like, I, I'm not sensing any sort of influence, or that would answer my question. Okay. Duplicity or anything? Right. Yeah. No, nothing like that. Okay. Okay. Then I'm just going to look at ca the captain and say. I think it's best we start the mission. <laughs> How far is the camp from our current location? It's not far, just maybe... Oh, let's see. Oops. Well, thanks, Cat. Just step all over that. <laughs> there we go. A giant cat has just destroyed the planet. Yep, and oh, there, you can no! attack that with your bat left now. She's laying on my notes now. Have fun. All right. Move, Cat. Find something else to lay on. There we go. I'm not remembering the distance, so uh, let's say like 15 kilometers. Okay, well, I think the first thing we should do... We need a, we need transportation. I'm not walking that in these heats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll site to site. Give me a second. We want to go out into the court real quick, and I want to have Picard... Like, I want to look around and see if anything is 
weird religiously, like archaeology wise out there while I'm here anyway. I may as well look. And then we can find a dune buggy for Data and Picard to drive. Hell, you came too. You shot the cannon in the back. <laughs> I watched Nemesis this week. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that enterprise. You know, I just want to look at it. Anyway, I think also maybe we should get Paul's like tricorder readings. We should probably have him coordinate with the ship and get like full scans done by the enterprise also from orbit. And then, yeah, let's set up a site to site transport for us so that Troy doesn't have to walk in her high heels, I guess, out to some camp. I don't know why these are part of the uniform. I've asked. You're not in uniform, Christy. I don't know what to tell you. Unless you're wearing a uniform, unless we want to make it so that you are actually in uniform. It's never happened. Uh, after season six, she wears the uniform. So you can say right. it's after season six and then she's in uniform. I sense sexism. So, first thing we're doing is. Is going back out and talking to people in the school. Well, I just want to look at trinkets to make sure there's not any like weird like paw wraith shit floating around out there. Like I don't have evil evil demon space aliens that are going to cause us issues. Okay. I'm going to avoid talking to people and just do this with my tricorder all over. The place. <laughs> <laughs> just stays close to the captain for protection's sake, basically. At this point, That's we're going to send Worf away so that nobody he doesn't scare anybody with the sword. <laughs> That's solid role playing. I'm going to go down to the ground and slowly scan upwards up to the body of a beautiful woman, <laughs> and make sure the tricorder lingers. It's going to be the maid, and then you're going to poke him too, like out of the door. Yeah, and you'll just say fascinating. <laughs> all right uh, okay so do we need to do anything here before we no and luckily going? captain you're not seeing any any signs of yeah power wraith worship or uh, anything else on uh, on that side of the spectrum like weird cult evil cults that i would recognize no i'm a deep space guy i gotta ask about the evil cults eventually <laughs> no. yeah no sign of evil cults the Enterprise will get right on the job of... Cool. Well, then I guess we may as well arrange, like, transport with the ship. <laughs> yeah, are you ready to beam there? I guess so. Next time we should just take a run about. Can I, like, put Worf on, like, high alert as we arrive, like, so that, you know, just in case there's anything hostile that greets us? Sure thing. Also, are we all armed before we go into this camp? Are we, like, are we, are you, are like, is my crew armed? Do I have my little Type 1 tucked away have, in my jacket? <laughs> yeah, I have a Type 2 phaser. That's up to you all. I'm just thinking of Arrested Development. She's like, I'll just use... There's Arrested Development. Yeah, I'll just use my um, sexual... What is it? Oh, I'm Sexual trying to wiles. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, I can't remember what the joke is. It would have been so good if I... Oh, yeah, but then you're like, Jessica... <laughs> oh, man, because uh, oh, she just passed away. Jessica Walters is just like, do yeah. you have any left or whatever? Or yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucille, the best. The best. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well armed. Lots for I just want to make sure. Either way, yeah, we should probably go to this camp and talk to this lady and find out what we can do to find some kind of compromise here. Okay. Otherwise, I'm just beaming them all into space and just calling it a day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you all materialize <laughs> at the coordinates that uh, Commander Shahal gave you, which is she gave you the location of their old colony, which they had abandoned at some point recently. So you, mm. you beam in near some, in the hillside, near four abandoned uh, commune buildings. And Commander Shahal believes that they're, the folks are hiding in the hills nearby and says that they're, uh, the hills are riddled with caves. I would like to scan for life forms with my <laughs> tricorder. You like doing that, don't you, Data? I, it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do that. So, similar to before. It's like but... I'm there. <laughs> I think reason plus science is uh, appropriate again. I don't think you have an appropriate focus. And I think the difficulty is a one. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why Worf has a tricorder. So His like ta- reason and science are both terrible. So task roll two? Yes. So I will roll. Whoop. There you go. You okay. Did. Yes, you got one, which is exactly what you needed. So in the cases where we would find out it would it show up as a two there if he rolled like under his science uh, discipline number? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, data. A scan shows life signs in the caves near the commune. Yes. So that away, uh, which is uphill. It's kind of toward the big mountain in the distance. Captain, your orders. <laughs> we may as well go. F- we got to find them. So let's let's start trekking. I guess. Ha! Trekking. <laughs> Would it be worth surveying the abandoned colony first and seeing if we can find any information? But did he get a full scan? Did Data get a full scan of the building? Well, I'm saying, like, in? you want to take a look around first and see. Yeah, what they if were... we can find any like data or information or anything like that. Data's I'm right, right here. <laughs> oh, fucking set you right up for that one. <laughs> hey, Christy and I, we, we're linked. We got this. We got this. My telepathy. Okay. Yeah. Are all of us going to sort of split up and, and survey the camp? Yeah, let's let's do the the worst possible idea yes, at this point. Great. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look around the camp. Maybe with weapons drawn. Making sure we're keeping each other an eye shot at the very least. So that like, me or Troy don't fall into a pit and break <laughs> something. Get stuck somewhere, because that's very likely to happen. So checking out the commune personally verifies uh, what Data's scan told, which is that there's no life forms uh, here in this area. It looks like, so the place is abandoned. Do see a few supplies left behind, some dishes, uh, things like that, just household things. But so it doesn't look like the place was abandoned rapidly. It looks like an orderly departure. And you can see a place where perhaps a power generator was like from the from the dust patterns and the scratch marks on the ground. Maybe uh, some equipment like that that they used and moved out. But yeah, nothing useful left behind and no people and apparently no traps. Any sign of weaponry like anything left behind that would tell us what they might be armed with no no no, no sign of anything like that at all okay uh, uh do we know how deep into the mountains they are persuaded to move no the <laughs> the minerals in the mountain are making it difficult to pin it down that directly so you're not of course sure. they are <laughs> <Classic> <laughs> so you're not sure exactly yeah yeah, but, yeah our scanners are fantastic as long as there's no quote-unquote minerals minerals yeah, or rocks in the photon <laughs> Twenty fourth century technology can't handle fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's rocks in the walls of the bridge. Like they're everywhere. So like, <laughs> I guess we should go and find these people finally now. Maybe we have to go figure out which cave to go spelunking in. That is it. That deep a cave? Or are we just like going to be able to find them relatively easily? We'll just have to see as you get closer. I don't think we get to know that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess let's go. I don't know. Let, let's approach the life signs. Uh, yeah. On your way yeah. there, whoever has tricorders and would like to scan can do so. Sure, I've got a tricorder. I might as well fucking use it once. <laughs> I mean, all of you uh, with tricorders can if you want. Or just one or nobody. It's up to you. But this is going to be insight plus science. Data, do you want to use yours too? It's your favorite. <laughs> insight and science. Okay. Those, oh, insight and science. Okay, I'm low on insight. And the difficulty is one. All right, I don't see the need to spend any momentum on this. Uh, all right, rolling. 2d20. Fuck. <laughs> well, all it's up to you. <laughs> so I'm rolling. It- I don't have a tricorder, right? It should be in your... It will say it under your other equipment. If you scroll oh, down okay, your character okay. sheet. What do you have? I guess we should know what everybody has. <laughs> 
I just have a phaser and a com badge. Type one or type, type two? I phaser? have a com badge. It says two, but like, why would he be on a diplomatic mission carrying a phaser two on him? You just tucked a little phaser one in your it's belt. A militant group. No, well, he's still he's, he's the captain. He gets to be fancy and not show it. You guys, I should have you with a type three B. Is what I yeah, should do. Fucking sword. <laughs> Fuck sword. Give him a phaser rifle from like a little bit of distance. Yeah. Actually, no. Give it to the android who could probably hit something. <laughs> I have a phaser type two and a tricorder, so I will roll. So I'm rolling insight this time and science. Right. Okay. And I don't doing... understand why the only woman doesn't have a gun. Do you want to maybe spend a momentum because I? Yeah. Why not? Because I Let's... fucking failed. <laughs> I'm gonna spend a momentum. All right. So and so task roll three. three. Okay. And combat. Hey, we got that momentum back. Two successes. I was just taking it Trying off. to give running commentary for our <laughs> Thank listeners. You. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> okay. You're picking up something strange there, Data. It's odd energy readings. It's, tell me if you've heard this phrase before. It's like nothing you've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really hitting all the tropes here, huh? I think I heard that eight times this week. <laughs> And it appears to be all around. And while you're scanning, the readings vanish, and suddenly you're picking up several life forms appearing sort of around the corner. Like So you're walking through a, a rocky, boulder-filled canyon, and they appear behind some of those rocks. And if you want to spend a point of momentum, I can tell you I've got a, one more bit of info I can give you. Yeah. Spend yes. It. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. And that is... Uh, uh, it looks like the that energy you were scanning didn't just vanish. It clearly coalesced into life forms. Ooh. So they ghosts. Life forms. space ghosts. Yeah, that, no. Spookies, I mean, did will. they beam in? No, there. It wasn't a. You didn't hear a transporter, and data didn't detect a transporter. Just energy that turned into life forms. This turned into a fucking Voyager episode, yo. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm not ready to handle complete insanity, so like I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I like my Star Trek to make sense, so I don't know. What to do <laughs> okay, are they hostile? Like what are we doing here? Do we need to like back up? Yeah, can I draw my phaser and Yeah, thank you, phaser, not sword. Yeah, draw my phaser <laughs> and get in position myself in front of Captain Picard. Ah, good. Yeah, what are uh, what are the rest of you doing? Well, Troy doesn't have a gun. <laughs> She's cowering with me behind the big I'd, Klingon. I'm basically. not cowering. I'd give you my bat left, but I don't think you could carry it. Deanna goes, don't worry. I have a double degree in cultural studies and psychology. I feel like you're going to be important to the diplomacy part later. Um, can you tell us if, the, if these energy beings are hostile, Troy? Yeah, what, what kind of feeling do you get from them? Well, yeah, my cultural studies degree. <laughs> yeah, so what does, uh, I think Deanna can, she's, she's got psychology and psychiatry. Is there anything she can pick up from the energy? Because they are, like, being energy beings, I'm guessing she can pick up if what they're, they're feeling. That is a great question. I read, I read your yeah. energy. <laughs> Cat incident. Okay, back. Don't worry, I also have mother issues. <laughs> is that is that one of your skills? Yeah, it's my values. <laughs> also, whenever I can tell when you're lying is what she says before anything else. Is that literally one of your yeah, values? Yeah, it's one of my values. <laughs> That's quite amazing. My values are my imzadi will. Mother issues are my values. Uh, whenever possible, <laughs> I want to talk it out. And I can tell when you're lying, but I don't have a gun. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Just my high heels. 
It's time for Troy's first roll. Ooh. So, yours is going to be insight plus command. Insight plus command? Okay. Empathic stuff. And uh, difficulty is difficulty is two. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Okay. So, this is... Could you remind me again to how to do this one more time? Yes. Uh, so, click on the label for insight and click on the one for command so that they're highlighted. Okay, insight and command. And uh, look at your focuses and tell insight. me if you think any of those apply. Okay, sorry. I'm oh, I'm looking at them too. Distracted. Oh, that's cool. I can see that you're highlighting it. I see what you're clicking on. That's yeah, great. How do I, sorry, yeah, I, can, I, I just noticed you can do that too. That's insight cool. and command? Yes, and I think oh. your psychology tr focus applies. So click on yes over there on the right under the dice roller section where it says focus, use the no or yes. Uh-huh. So give that a yes. Say yes. And tell me if you'd right, like right. to spend a momentum to make that a, to, or, or not. This difficulty two, so both of these will have to succeed. Yeah, I think if it's, if it's difficulty two, I feel like you should use a momentum. I'll use a momentum. Okay. Uh, so okay, and click, which uh, do I roll? Just d20? First click on, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't have to do this stuff because you've got actual dice. I forgot. <laughs> so you'll be yeah. rolling uh, three d20s. And Okay. I'll adjust the Here's what I get. Math. <laughs> Low is better? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I got a three, a 17, oh, and an 18. Okay. So one of those counts as two, though. The three counts as two, right? Yeah. I think that, that if that's under your command, what is your command? My command is four. Okay. Nice. Yes. Oh, very you good. That's perfect. So I did it. That one counted as two successes. That's good. Which uh, went a lot better than the 20 that the telepathic character in my previous playtest rolled on this one and got a migraine. Who oh, no. knows? Got a migraine? <laughs> it's the music. It's so loud. Yeah. Excellent. Episode this week, too. Excellent callback. <laughs> Love it. No, I don't want to sleep. That's so awesome. <laughs> yes. Christy, do more visual bits. Yeah. Christy, I'm not recording the video, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't even know there was video. You're looking at it. You're not looking. Okay, never mind. No, I am. Can't, I just can't looking at herself. Yeah. Just looking at herself constantly. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually. I have myself covered, or else I'd be very distracted. It's like looking at yourself all the time. No, I'm not looking at myself. So, That's what I mean. Well, you would just be looking at yourself. Yeah, I'm beautiful. So this, uh, this might be why the previous character, you know, in an alternate timeline got a migraine from this Stop. because at the same time that you're <laughs> the darkest timeline you are pinpointing uh four different life forms but what you're reading empathically is a single vast powerful psychic force it's not at all what you're expecting to feel from four life forms over there behind those rocks this is not at all what i was expecting to feel from these four life forms behind <laughs> these rocks <laughs> Something is strange. It's all coming from one being. <laughs> and uh, right. and bef captain. before they get there, what are the captain and Data doing? I am also pulling out my phaser type 2, just in case I'll stand in front of Troy, <laughs> since Worf is concerned about the captain. <laughs> A fool that does nothing. Well, first of all, I'm probably going to be making sure that nobody shoots anybody while we're surprised here, because uh, I think the captain's first instinct would be to step in and make sure that like hostilities don't kick off. Such a male response. Nice. Especially with my goofball Klingon with a bat left in front of me, so that's cool. 
<laughs> Let me whip it out. I'm just, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. On the holodeck later. <laughs> After the mission. Please. I, I'm just going to introduce myself. My name is, I'm Jean Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. They're like, who are you and what are you doing here? Tell them more about yourself. Like how you like pee. And calm them. Uh, that's great timing because then they uh, step out from behind the rocks and you see four two meter tall humanoids covered in thick red skin with great big horns and sharp teeth and claws. I think I read this novel. They're the size of children. Do you think I should tell them about my mother issues? <laughs> are they the Furies? <laughs> no, they are taller than uh, Worf. So yeah, two meters is that's that's, oh, that's quite said- the... <laughs> I didn't hear two meters. Yeah, two meters like- is big. We have a picture. Two feet. The horns go both ways. What's Wait, are we playing Doom now? Because I want a Phaser 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I repeat, I don't have a weapon except for my mind. <laughs> We're playing Doom. I want to turn on God mode. <laughs> I, at the very least, want a Sovereign class, not a galaxy if I'm going to do a fight with Doom. So, like, let's do this thing. And they get down on all fours and charge to attack. Let's, uh... Wait, uh, let's talk about this. How, how far <laughs> are they? They're, like, 10 meters away. And the way we do initiative in this game is, unless there's not a reason to think otherwise, the players go first, and you guys were... Oh, I have a thing. I have I have quick to action. Oh, excellent. During the first round of any combat, you and your allies may ignore the normal cost to retain the initiative. Okay, good. Here's what that means. So that's separate from just going first, because you guys are going to go first also. Normally, the way it works is you folks okay. will pick one of you to go first. Then one of the adversarial team will go. Then we'll go back to whichever one of you wants to go next and consider continue until no one else ha- uh, has gone. But your side can spend momentum to keep the initiative, which means two of you can go in a row, but never more than two. It's always got to go to the adversary after two of you have gone. So that means two of you can go before one of them goes if you do that. So who'd like to go first? So these, yeah, these things, they are definitely making aggressive acts, and it looks like they're charging to attack. Uh, and yeah, so listeners can't see the picture, but yeah, this looks like a sort of a traditional demon from various cultures, not just humans. Uh, you know, the Volians and Orions, the Regellians, Torellians, even the Gorn have uh, legends of creatures that look kind of like this, mythological creatures. Ooh. And here it is in the now, flesh. We don't know they're bad. That's just that's just an assumption we're making based on <laughs> cultural appropriation. And the fact that they are rushing us with their horns. Yes. Uh, I feel like I feel like Data's probably got the fastest response on this. Just like this. <laughs> Can I fire my phaser to stun? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So let's try that. Have the, had the foresight enough to set to wide beam wide and just wipe, yeah, and wipe them all out of one shot. Or try to. Yes, wide. indeed. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. He'd be able to switch the settings pretty okay. quickly, right? It's just a thumb. This is the question that like everybody asks every time they go on an away mission on every Star Trek. So, like, <laughs> well, just put the fucking beam wide and shoot them off. <laughs> you showed us they could do it once. <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. All right. Okay. So wide beam stun. Yes. Okay. okay Heavy so, stun. Level three. I'm looking at your sheet. I got the tech manual out. Let's 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 take a look. Um, okay. So <laughs> this is a, a phaser sh- attack. Is control plus security, and the difficulty is two. All right. I am going you to just. Yeah. I, use I'm some just gonna, momentum, maybe. Yeah, I'll use a momentum. Unless, do you have a focus that works with this? Mm, nope. Definitely There's nothing not. about being an android with like insane aiming skills. Like, that's <laughs> I don't know. Would you consider computers to be part of this? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. 
Let's be honest. If they like actually accurately spec data in this game, he would be like fucking god level powerful. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's true. We got nerfed. So I'll use some momentum, and I'm going to roll control and security. Okay. This will FYI. This is taking. Happens. This will be. This will leave you with two momentum. And oh, good. So I'm seeing two successes. Oh yeah, and it was difficulty two. Perfect. Oh, and okay. Now on your sheet, go to the bottom under the weapons section. And we'll see if I got mm-hmm. this. Uh, we'll see if I got this plugged in right. Uh, click on the uh, Starfleet symbol next to next to your phaser type two out to the right, and that should roll your dice, your damage dice, okay. which in this game are something special, which we don't have to deal with in roll twenty. But they're really cool custom six siders that have uh, some sides are blank, some have one or two dots, which is the number of damage you do, and some have the cool Starfleet emblem, which uh, triggers certain special effects depending on the weapon. That's awesome. Nice. So Paul did four damage. Two plus one plus one. Ah, he did better than that. So Data's got, yeah, Data uh, does a lot of damage because of your, uh, actually, more Worf will do a lot more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, solid damage. Yeah. Your secu- it's your security plus your uh, weapon damage is basically is what it does. What you got, is that, so that's showing us a two and a symbol and a one and a symbol and a one, which means you add the numbers up, it's four, but also the symbols count as a one also. <laughs> so that's six plus effects. Oh, nice. And we'll use, yes, each effect rolled can hit another target, but I'm going to say only one of them was... Uh, so they're attacking uh, from sort of two sides. They're coming around the right and the left. So the two on whichever side you attacked, right or left, are uh, close enough to hit both of them. So hit your damage button again, and we'll see how much damage you get on the second one. Wow, okay. Ooh. See, that's a roll 20 thing. It's just <laughs> all high or all low, and that's another all high. So you got uh, six damage on this second one. Now... So a cool thing is, so characters in this, instead of hit points, you have a stress track. And uh, like you, you've, like Data's probably got the highest. Yours is 13, I think it looks like. So Holy shit, I have 10. These, I have 16. These creatures are similar. Uh, the two ways to knock them out are dealing all that stress, or if you get five or more in a single shot, then that's an immediate incapacitation. In this case, it would be stunned. You got that on both of them. So well, I, let's see if Worf could do the same thing on the other side. Or <laughs> yeah. get fucked up. Well, I have a I have a focus that helps too. That's where I'm going to spend two of my threat. Oh. <laughs> to keep... Yeah, Worf's got to get Worf. <laughs> I'm going to keep one of them uh, in the fight. He still took the damage, but he's shaking it off. The other one is stunned and falls. So we're down to three, and now uh, right. is it Worf going next? So data, yeah, data aimed at the ones on the right, right or the left. I'm at the left. All right, then I'll take aim at the ones on the right. Again, wide dispersal, stun, phaser type two. Excellent. And I have, I do have a focus. I have hand phaser focus. Oh, good. Yes. I get Guinan outshot you. Interesting. So <laughs> I, I use, I, I turn on focus used, right? And then I do task roll. Yes. Yeah. Are you spending any momentum or? Is, am I also difficulty two? Uh, yeah, difficulty two. That's the standard difficulty for a ranged attack. And okay, what do you think, guys? Can I use one of our last two momentum points here? Uh, I would. Okay, so three. I'm using one momentum, so I'm three d20s. So am I good to roll? Oh yes. Okay. Whoop. Did it. Good. All right. Uh, roll your damage down there under your phaser two. Okay. Rolling damage. Uh, Ooh, wow. Oh. Okay. That looks like seven, and you did trigger area. Oh, oh, is that so? These are the ones on the other side, is that right? 
Yeah. yeah, these are the ones on the right hand side. Okay, so that's close enough to that. That's in addition to being able to incapacitate one, that triggers an attack on a second one. So roll your damage again, and let's see how much you do to him. Good job. Ooh, two, three, four, I did it again. Five. Yep, another six. All right, let me spend two more threat, <laughs> and I'm going to keep one of these up. <laughs> Read. Just, yep, you folks. So are they? They're still charging at us then? You're keeping me busy. Yeah, and hey, now they get to do something. Now my threat's down to four. Uh, another thing that you can do in this game is you can... Troy and Picard can still do their actions. Right, yep, after the enemy does one. Okay. You can add to threat in times that, for a lot of times that you would spend momentum. So if you got out of momentum, mm. or if you just didn't want to spend it at that time, you could add to my threat pool instead. If you can justify it in a way that you're saying that your action is rash or... In some way, it can be spun that you're doing something in a risky way, you know, that could set yeah, you up yeah. for trouble in the future. Right. Which I'm pretty dang leading on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's let one of these guys do this. I think I'll, uh, I think I'll use old-fashioned dice, and I hope you'll trust me. That I believe they'll, <laughs> I believe they'll roll worse than what you're getting in the interface today. Oh man, I could have <laughs> cheated. Oh, and <laughs> okay. Hand-to-hand -hand combat requires a roll from both the attacker and the attacked. So let's see who's going to attack. I think Data's going to attack first since you uh, shot first. So the one that you hit is going to run up on you and slash at you with its uh, talons for both. Of now this one is a <laughs> this one's a little different roll than ranged. This one is daring plus security, and the difficulty is one. He's going to be rolling the same thing, and whoever does better, if they if it's a success, does the damage. So it's possible that you can deal the damage when you're being attacked. Okay, daring security task roll one. Yes. Okay. So let me see. Oh, very good. And he rolled zero successes. I rolled a 17 and a 19. Oh, <laughs> Dang. Nice. That's good. That's good for us. <laughs> yes, the dice hate you. Oh, yeah. So in fact, yeah, that's a success and a momentum. Let me tell you about a few things that you could spend momentum on directly in combat. Because in addition to banking them, you can use them immediately. So, uh, for example, you can get extra, you can deal extra damage. Let me see what that one costs. Uh, so that costs one. Oh, and that's repeatable. So you could spend as much momentum as you want to, each one just adds uh, exactly a one flat, flat point of damage. Mm. If they were carrying weapons, you could spend two points to disarm them, but it looks like it's built in, so that's not going to work. You could spend one to re-roll your damage, which so far you haven't needed to do. You could spend one or more to regain that amount of stress if you'd taken damage. But no, you guys are kicking ass, so no damage yet. <laughs> so far. So let's add insult to injury and or injury to injury and add an extra one point of damage on this guy. Oh, uh, you know what, though? You can wait to decide after you've rolled the, your damage. Oh, okay. So uh, what's your damage, bro? <laughs> so go ahead and go ahead and do that. Uh, oh, and it, but it's, this is going to be on your unarmed. Yeah. Line. Yeah. Right. So let's see. So does he just punch right through it? Because he's an android. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna uh, do the double axe handle. Dunk. <laughs> yeah. that's, Very that's good. The warp special, not the data special. He's been studying the, the historical combat. Learning the Kirk method. You know. Did yeah, you call this a dunk? You gotta do this shit right. I think the um, music. Come on, Christy. I think that Kirk combat music plays when you do that swing too, doesn't it, Data? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's three. That's three damage you did on that guy, and you'll see you got a symbol, so that that triggers your the special effect that 
a special damage knocked effect down. that this has, which is knockdown. So you've knocked him down. You've done three to him. Knocked and him down. yes, if you will, I'll just go ahead and tell you, if you'll spend that momentum for the extra point of damage, that's enough to uh, finish this guy off. All right, finish him off. Finish him off. Do Uncon- it. By unconscious, I mean. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I don't want to murder yeah. him. <laughs> See, my question is, though, do we want him unconscious? Can we question this guy? There's still one. Is there there's still, still one? one? Okay. Yeah, there's still Luke the one that, that Keith resurrected to send against me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just yeah. saying, it's probably easier for Data to subdue him than you, because, like, Warp's just going to get tossed around. This is pretty deep space. I have, no, I've, I've got, like, combat tactics is one of my focuses, too. Okay, well, we'll Is see. Is that or Worf's just going to be told no? Yeah. And Klingon martial arts, too. Yeah, one of your focuses should be ragdoll physics, too, considering how bad... <laughs> 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 uh, all right, let's see. Who wants to go next between uh, Captain Picard and uh, Counselor Troy? I don't have a gun. <laughs> well, you can you can take cover, Wow, Counselor Troy. Wow. That, something... well, no, that there's seems other like stuff. something can... good that she should do. <laughs> You can like you can do stuff like assist another character. I have a suggestion. Yeah. Maybe open communications with the ship and let them know that we are under attack so that they could possibly send down. So now you're making me your receptionist? <laughs> I'm making you my subordinate, which technically you are in this instance because I'm the fucking captain. I <laughs> so feel is that, rage. Is that, is that Captain Picard's action then is to order Counselor Troy to <laughs> no because you fucked up so now I gotta take a shot with my phaser too <laughs> yeah in D and D that would be a bonus action I think yeah but, I guess you know. <laughs> bonus action stop being a dick Troy <laughs> you're the dick dick <laughs> I'm trying to make sure we all don't get shot you know what I mean or clawed I guess more accurately but either way yeah so what can I like what do I have to break that up and like do it in turns or, like because I. I feel like I should back Worf up as much as possible if I do have my gun with me, uh, my phaser with me. Yeah, uh, talking and things like that won't take a whole action. Yeah, okay. Well, like, let's get Christy to do that, <laughs> or get Troy to do that, and uh, I'm going to, I guess I'll take another shot at this guy, because Worf can't seem to put him down, so <laughs> the captain's going to step in, you know, do the job. So draw, but you don't have your phaser drawn yet, so you have to draw it, which is a minor action, right? I drew it, we, all, we said we drew at the start. We all drew. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you dropped. Right. Okay. We saw demons coming around the corner, so I figured. After I shot myself. <laughs> like, let's face facts. I'm like 68 years old. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I'm not super happy about that. We're all wearing space diapers. Exactly. That's why I made such a big deal about not having a gun, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> and not wearing a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> So you had something can we get Troy a gun sent down? Like can we have a phaser beam down for her? <laughs> yes. Please beam me down a weapon. Well, I was gonna say like she could pick up somebody else's, but these guys don't have weapons. They are weapons. Yeah, exactly. All right. So Troy, you're calling up to the Enterprise and Picard's taking a shot. Hi, can I talk to the ship, please? Yeah, we have a situation. This is with you, Janine. Good, I like it. Yeah. I'm on board. Ship no, here, hold, I don't want to hold. Yeah. Don't put me on hold. <laughs> Computer, don't. Oh, always happens. You should be yelling at Will right now because yeah. he'd be on the bridge. I'd have left him Will. on the bridge. Right now, Will. Deanna tries talking to the computer and be like, Jesus Christ, it feels like I'm talking to my mother. <laughs> you think it'd be a mind reader? All right. <laughs> you think if I was a mind reader, I'd be able to get through all this static? No. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you think you think well, you know Boykick the cap uh, the captain in charge right now? I'd get through this static? No. <laughs> uh, what would you like from the ship, Troy? In addition to a phaser, do you want some backup? 
Uh, respect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll transfer you to another ship if you want respect, all right? It's over at this uh... point. <laughs> uh, all right. What do I want? Can you, like, oh, what would she ask for? Guys, help me out. What would she ask for? I just for? told you, security. What did, what, did Picard, what did Picard order Troy to request? Oh, she wasn't listening. <laughs> That's what I was Yep. Yep. This, this is why she's going to die before this campaign's over. <laughs> she was leading over and doing this and making kissy faces, so she was too busy. She, yeah, she forgot she wasn't with Will. I'm selfies for Will. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you want from me. It doesn't work on Picard at all. Holographic selfies. Guys, I don't have a gun, so I'm standing at the side just like this. <laughs> taking a smoke break. Picard, Picard asks you to get back up. Get a security okay, detail. Yeah, sh- well, shut up, okay? I'm tr- I finally got through. Agnes? <laughs> yeah, can you send some other dudes? No, don't. You know girls don't allow guns. They think oh, we're all pe- Yeah, You know everyone on the ship right now is on their cycle. We're not allowed to have guns right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We all think that... <laughs> on their moon times. Third, third week of Which the month, moon? you know, the third lunar cycle month, you know we're not supposed to have guns. For Carter Enterprise, could you please beam Troy into this lower is, orbit? This lower orbit. We miss having Chris. This lower orbit. That's oh it. God. That's all I want. I'll let the demon attack me if we can just beam her out of here. Sorry, there's a lot of screaming in the background right now. Can you guys be quiet, please? I'm trying to make a call. No, I know they just don't listen. Oh, how are things? How's the? How's the? You know the. How's the local text? Get over. Mm, mm-hmm. You guys want the best security? You guys, we talk to people in charge. Don't even. I am no. the people in charge. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They're so rude. Uh, what was that? Oh, you went on a vacation to, Oh, that was so nice last week. Oh, can I the captain transfer himself to Deep Space Nine <laughs> so I can have a competent crew? That's my next question. Oh, you're going to send them down? Th- oh, you're such a doll. You're such a doll. Okay, kisses. I need Miles and Ben to work with me, you know, like somebody who could do something. All right, stop complaining. You, I, you, so you got tossed around a little bit. That happens to me every Wednesday night, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Called ragdolling. <laughs> oh, it's it's always lovely having our improv comedian back. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Did you want me to call someone else? <laughs> well, I hope she didn't get a gun while she was doing all that. So oh, she thank didn't you get so shot. much. I got a gun. <laughs> it's, I'm just going to be Michael Scarn from now on. <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done, counselor. Uh, your your backup will be uh, will be there momentarily. Thank you. I don't wear these heels for nothing. By the time the backup gets there, we're going to be done with these two. The thing is, though, in the background this whole time, I just want you to see like Deanna like talking like you know with her hand on her communicators, being like, "I know." And in the background, you just hear them all getting they're all thrown. screaming. You just hear the face are walking like going crazy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Picard screaming at her too, just like God damn it! You're not being very empathetic right now. <laughs> all right, Picard, take your shot. Oh, all right. Not so on me though. I hope. Oh. I guess you can. Uh, you can. You don't need to do wide dispersal anymore. No, I can use my actual fairly good phaser skills. I once had a guy use a wide dispersal on me. <laughs> not end well. 
<laughs> I think I saw that episode this week too. So yeah, I was. Uh, I think I downloaded the wrong episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Captain. That control plus security difficulty two. Am I supposed to be able to do something right now? I just want everybody to know, for the record, that I accidentally used the wrong attribute and discipline when I took my phaser shot, and I still hit. <laughs> Control security and we'll talk about still uh, hitting. Yeah, oh! <laughs> yeah, then click on the button next to task roll if uh, unless you're going to buy any more dice. Uh, still difficulty two, so we still have two momentum. You might as well just to make sure we don't. Well, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, like none of us have any stress. Like we could probably take some damage if we had to. And none of us have stress. And that, that's <laughs> one of the ones that was coming at our side. So like I can take, take on a shot damage. for. A- I can take on some hand-to-hand combat if I have to. I'm going to let Warp get hit, just because I think he needs to learn a lesson so far tonight. <laughs> I'm going to use my comp- composure focus, but that would help, right? Because I need to stay chill while this is going on. I'll just hit this task roll thingy. Whoop. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that didn't go well. I can't even see it. Where is it? Is oh that why the sirens are going now? No, that's that's my house. Yeah, that's that's the ambulance to take me away. That was a bad roll. Take him away, boys! <laughs> it's true. I think that's like our first failed roll of the night oh i see yeah, be, that's usually my the, so yeah that's you notice that one of the numbers is pink oh it's pink yeah yeah that's telling us i wish it was a more obvious way of telling us but if you mouse over those by the way it shows all the numbers that go into that roll it's a scary complicated looking formula it's oh not, you got a 20 but yeah it's a 20 so that's a complication which uh, i know just the thing so are all the zeros no just all the pink ones see those are on the damage, and that can't be complications. So I don't know. Dice? I don't know why those are those are pink. Okay. Oh, you know what? I think all of the damage okay. dice are zero, zeros are pink. All right, you missed, and I think you, <laughs> I think you blew up a nice piece you of spectacularly. You blew Mark. up a nice piece of rock, so it looked cool anyway. Shot a phaser. <laughs> I'm good with it. Honestly, I feel pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> good and oh, but. That means you, Captain, get to be the first one to see the the additional six run around the corner. Oh, oh Jesus! That's good. So, uh, good we need to get out of here. Yeah, Beb. <laughs> is our backup there? I think uh, everyone's had a turn on your side, haven't you? Yes, that means yeah. we. Yeah, we get we're getting attacked again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me. Uh... Oh, it's time for Warp to get attacked. Yeah, I was in front of Picard. That's probably why Picard missed, is he, he didn't want to hit Worf. All right, one of the yeah, new ones is going <laughs> to... He clearly sniffs uh, sniffs out Worf and charges. And uh, Worf, you also do uh, Daring plus Security difficulty one, just like he's going to do, and see if you get higher than he daring does. Plus security difficulty one. Uh, and I have combat tactics. Does that get me a focus that I can use? Oh, yes. And Makbara. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just whether you have a focus or not. They I, don't. I can. I'm guessing it can only use one right, focus. Exactly. Okay. And he does not. This guy. He's a. He's a minor NPC, so he has no focuses. Okay. And so this guy got one success. Th- is this the same dude that? No, this is a. Okay. Is this the same dude that I already? No, this is a new one. Or is one of the new guys? Yeah, new one. Okay. So I do the unarmed strike. Then roll that. Or no, I have to roll. Do my task roll first. Y- right? Yes. And it's just difficulty one. So all right, I'm not using any more momentum. Task roll. Oh, nice. Nailed it. Very nice. I got a one. All right. So you beat him by two. That means you've got two momentum you can bank or spend, and you can roll damage. And, and you can roll damage before you decide if you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll my damage first. So now I'm doing the unarmed strike. Right. Okay. That's lower than normal, but that's more normal. That's more <laughs> than what I'm used to seeing from actual <laughs> dice. So 
that's three damage, but you also got the knockdown uh, effect. So you knocked this guy on his bony, red, demony butt, and did some damage, but not enough to knock him out. Yeah, like I say, that's much more uh, okay. what I expect to see. <laughs> Should I use like some momentum guys to like get in another attack or something? Oh, uh, we've got six of these dudes charging at us now. Yeah, here's uh, here's your options, Worf. The spend for bonus damage, it's it's one to one. It's so it's flat damage. You don't have to roll it, and you can spend as many momentum as you have. So if you, how much have you got? If you, <laughs> so so if I if I just did the bonus damage, then we would be six damage, and he would be incapacitated. Let's see, you're at three. Oh, yeah. How many did you get? You got two bonus. That would take him. Yeah, that'd take him to five, and that's all he'd need. Yeah, that would do it. A oh, one to one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. So bonus, bonus damage. Or wait, or should I just reroll? I mean, oh, better roll. There's a stray mark in the background. I mark. Marks in the background. Oh, their mark shot. is back there. <laughs> yeah, it's the other mark. They're saying hello. Uh, uh, so my other option is is I just reroll and see if I can get five, but I don't think that's likely. Yeah, I'll just do the bonus damage. I'll use up those two momentum I just generated to make sure I take this dude down. All right, he's out. Nice. And we still haven't taken a fucking lick of damage. Yeah, but like, how much damage can I take? Like, you guys can tank some hits. <laughs> like, I don't think me and the counselor are like. Well, you guys, you guys can like take cover if you need to, right? Like, also, we need to get off this planet. Somebody call an emergency transport. <laughs> <laughs> no, We're here on a mission. Yeah. The next thing you see is one of the demons at the back. Uh, one of the group that's just arriving almost falls down. He, draw, he comes to a stop so fast, looking at something off behind the rocks over to your right. He sees something there, and then he turns and runs the other way. Oh my god, what an idiot. Mm. Wow, there's always a bigger fish. What the crap is this? That's what I'm <laughs> curious about. I, th- I feel like Deanna should be potentially scanning for more dudes or whatever. Or scanning these other dudes. Does she not even have a tricorder? Nope. This, this bad a time with that <laughs> Guys, I have a communicator. Well, you have an empathic sense also, so maybe like And mob issues. Who's, yeah, well, whose turn is it now to take action? I would be Paul. Paul went after you. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's just one team versus the other. Since we've started a new round, because I think everybody went, and now it's up in the air again. Okay. It's any one of you. Oh wait, let's see. Anybody right. except Worf? Because I did. That's right, Worf. I, oh no, no, no. Mine, mine was because the dude attacked me, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was someone. So it was mean? someone off screen taking their turn. So now it's any of us. Or should Worf have a break because he just did some shit? Let me have your backup away team arrive now. A team of security guards carrying an extra phaser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Worf takes the extra phaser. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I like All that right. she's channeling Marina Sirtis' con personality more than she's channeling would, like... <laughs> would Troy also like them to be carrying an extra tricorder? I would like a gun! <laughs> they they got one for you. Yep. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Please give me you know weaponry and a tricorder. <laughs> Another one of the demons turns and runs, and then you see Can Troy uh, just go like. <laughs> uh, Troy, you sense some humanoids approaching. Uh, oh, I feel humanoids. Approaching. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at this. <laughs> yes, and and then you see a few people of a uh, mixed species. I mean. Different people of different species, not a bunch of mixed race people. Anyway, chimeras. Yes, some new arrivals. Is that an Ekumara? Some new arrivals come around those boulders from where the demons were looking off to, and like one of them's holding up a cross, 
And Don't another shoot. one is holding up a glowing blue uh, oh, wrist shoot. wristband. And uh, it looks like that's what the demons are reacting to and fleeing. Everyone, there's a rave. Jesus <laughs> Christ, this fucking this just became the exorcist. <laughs> There's a rave about to happen, and everyone's yeah. nervous. And definitely the new security guys arriving. Yeah, they kind of think that's weird, too. <laughs> how, ma- how many? What the hell have we deemed security guys get here? Uh, six. <laughs> oh, nice. I got a whole like bunch of red shirts to sacrifice, I guess. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess at this point, I will introduce myself to these. I mean, are, are all the demons taken care of? Or are we corralled now? Like, are they are they, are they all taken off? Yeah, they're, they're fleeing, except the ones that are here uh, laying unconscious. Okay, good. Because I'm going to send one of those back to the ship for analysis also. Right after the... Uh, send them all. But I send everything back to the ship for analysis. Right after the others run around the, the corner, like around the rocks, these uh, bodies that are laying here vanish. What oh. the hell? How convenient. So it's a Buffy episode, too. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess at this point, we would just introduce ourselves to these people who have rescued us. I introduce myself as the captain of the Enterprise. Are you all right, they say. Uh, the, the lead one says, running around, uh, he's the one, Bolian, uh, blue-skinned, and he's the one wearing the wristband. And they, they look concerned. Cool. Oh, he introduces himself as a... Uh, that magic ke- wristband you wore. <laughs> he says he's Kellen of the Voice of Purity. Happy to meet you. So, okay. I, I think, think Deanne... I feel like... Yeah, I was going to say, Troy probably scanned these new folks. Yeah. Now I've got a tricorder and my empathy. <laughs> <laughs> What do I? What am I sensing? What am I seeing? What am I? What am I doing? You sense some excitement among them, and they seem happy to see you. Mm, deep. <laughs> but now that like we're in front of other people, can Troy like openly communicate what she's sensing from them to everybody else? Like I feel like she can't really say that in, to everybody else, so we don't maybe know that. They're happy to see us. <laughs> <laughs> It's, so it's not, what you're saying is it's not just a banana in their pants. <laughs> it's my monthlies. Watch out. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> no, I meant don't get on my bad side. What'd you guys think, weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> False face says it all to me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, we've been sent to kind of Federation to, you know, kind of ask you guys. We're about- the best they have. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> can we send her back to the ship? <laughs> Just anybody. Send a shuttle down. It's you fine. need one woman on your crew. This is the yeah. whole, it's a quota issue. What season is this? Is it a Pulaski or a Crusher season? Send me a doctor. <laughs> send Crusher. Uh, she's at least friendly to Picard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> I want to open like diplomatic relations with these people, not just relations. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a cute one on there? Let's see. Is that, Let's find is that the, yeah, I was going to say, is that the Kirk version of diplomatic <laughs> relations? I was going to say, this isn't, yeah, it's not the, this is the D, not the original <laughs> 1701. Be, he'd be looking for which one to, you know, have fun with. Yeah. But. And are any of you green? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's Pike. Pike was the green. He went for the green. Oh, I thought that anyway. was another version of like virgin. Green? <laughs> <laughs> we would like to talk to these guys and like start figuring out, like ask them if we can speak to their leader and like start talking to them about why they are potentially attacking. I feel like I know what the plot of this is. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so you're really saying, take me to our to your leader. Basically, <laughs> I need to say, take me to your leader. Yeah, at this point, in a very diplomatic Captain Picardy way, though. Obviously, I would like to see if I can get any readings on the armband 
because curious well, and also that. just in general if like that weird energy from earlier dissipated now that the demon dudes are gone i think we should try and scan for that too also have we heard anything back from your tricorder about like your environmental readings uh or, yeah that too uh, not yet uh, or have we heard back from the ship with any analysis from that i'm sure that information will come <laughs> at, at a particular <laughs> plot <not>. point <laughs> yeah. i mean for all we know riker's on the holodeck with like some hussy at this point so. <laughs> how dare you what not not Hamzadi. He's not. It's his pre-nemesis. You guys aren't married yet. But I'm into it. I mean, like, yeah, you're both into some weird swingy shit. That's why you guys stayed single that long. <laughs> um, okay, so I have an interesting take on Riker and Troy's relationship. <laughs> no response on the uh, tricorder program yet. Kellen, the Bolian says, "Yes, I'd be happy to take you to our leader. And in fact, if any of you are hurt, we can uh, we can treat your injuries. And so follow me." And Data, I think... None of us are hurt, though, miraculously. Let's see. Yeah. Data, I don't want you to waste a scan <laughs> on Guy's wristband, because Captain Picard could tell you easily what that thing is. Oh, that's the, gl- the glowing bracelet of Bolaris 9, a common Bolian religious symbol. It's not really a device, it just always okay. glows. Mm-hmm. It's just something they wear, Some religious, a religious group on Bolaris. Is this one of the things where there's like a religious magic thing, but then it turns out to be science, and then you're like, oh, yeah, it's lithium <laughs> crystals. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got it. Let's, let's, all right. Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm in character now. Okay, and he takes you to uh, deeper into the caves where they have some dwellings in here. Pretty simple. Uh, blankets and cots and a portable replicator and a power source. And their leader, Annalisa, welcomes you herself. I'm happy you've arrived, she says. Would you Sorry, talk to her in French. Can I get you any food or drink? Well, we appreciate your hospitality. We are here on a mission, so we have some questions about what is going on. <laughs> On this planet, if you wouldn't mind answering them. Certainly. I'm, I'm happy that we're finally being taken seriously. Okay. Why are there demon-looking things running around? Or what <laughs> What are you seeing happening? Like, what's your side of what's going on? It's like I'm hearing Picard in my head. <laughs> demon-looking things. <laughs> yes, we've encountered them too. My people and I recently came to understand that the different faiths on this planet are causing the creator great pain that the true message has become diluted and corrupted, and as a result, demons are starting to appear, and in greater numbers as time goes on. Uh, creator? Who's the creator? <laughs> the creator of everything. Legend says that the creator first place the creator set foot on after creating everything was this planet, which is why they call it Footfall. This is the holy place. The beginning of it all. Is that shockery? We've done this one already. <laughs> it's a bad one, but like it's been, been. And like, are you in active communication with this creator right now? I'm not supposed, I wouldn't sound as incredulous, obviously, when I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> You'll try to sound earnest. Yeah, <laughs> I would use my uh, Captain Picard. Your you know, diplomacy. My diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been in direct contact with the creator. Just with one of its angels. Oh, okay. And where did this take place? It was at a nearby holy place. I can take you there. I would love to take my science team there to scan it. But <laughs> I would like to go there. I would like to learn things. <laughs> I think we should go on a little like pilgrimage to this holy place with this lady to kind of, you know do some looking around and see what she's seeing. I feel like Worf is on high alert this whole time and very wary of the whole situation. Of course, but like he's also probably tried to shoot three people and I've stopped him. In the time, you know? So 
I say again, I would like to go to this place. Warp, does your hand keep going to your bat lift by itself? (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) So as we're walking away, though, I would like to kind of get Troy's take on this lady. I think she's bat shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's another obvious Troy moment we're having right there. Troy, give me... uh, Yeah, can I read anything? Yeah, give me insight plus medicine, difficulty two. Okay, insight plus medicine, difficulty two. So, do we also maybe want to ask about the the vandalism they've been causing in the city? Hey, diplomacy, let me get there, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Goddamn Klingons just want to bowl through everything. <laughs> so, was that just two rolls? What's the difficulty you said? A two. Two. Okay, we've got two momentum points. Do you want to use one of them or? Yeah, because I just rolled. I can't actually remember what I just rolled. One was a 19, an 11, an 11 and a 19, so very bad. Okay, so that means you failed. <laughs> I'm dumb, I'm looking in the chat, I forgot that you're rolling actual dice. <laughs> I could, uh, we could forget that I did that. I was waiting for them to pop up, and yeah. what's, what's going on? <laughs> so you did not succeed. No, I failed, I failed real hard. <laughs> Troy, would you like to spend determination to, uh, to re-roll those? I think yes. you could do that with your value of I can tell when you're lying. I can tell when you're lying. <laughs> All right. So how would I roll this in here? Would I just press D22? No, you go to the task roll and uh, pick how many D20s you're rolling and then hit the little Starfleet insignia. Yeah, on the character. On your character sheet. Yeah. And do you want to spend any momentum to increase your chances? Yes. Yeah, do that, please. Okay, so I would use, I have a focus. Complication range is two. That's right. Task roll. No, the complication range is just one. Just one. Yeah. Uh, so difficulty roll. is two, which isn't on the sheet. Right. Yeah. And that's it's a challenge dice. No. No, it's that's a for... task roll. You okay. need to set the yeah. You need to set the task roll at two. Yes. And then click uh, or task roll of three if you're spending or three if momentum if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna use a momentum you set the task roll at three and then you click the little Starfleet insignia beside task roll. Boom. <laughs> Nailed a... it. Good. Did I? I can't see that part of my sheet. Yeah, it's, this interface is weird. You got to like click yeah. it and go back to the chat. To yeah, see yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the results are in chat. So yeah, you got. But I did it. Three successes, excellent. And uh, what did I say it was? To, if it was it two, okay. Then you can. I'll bank the other one back to back to the momentum pool if you like. Nice. So we didn't. Oh wait. Uh, so yeah, it just stays Thank where it you. is. I, I don't just don't reduce it. All right. A couple of things you get here, uh, counselor. First of all. Oh, what, what was it you were looking for? Or was it looking for signs of deception? Was that it? Yeah. Okay. That's what I uh, no, not at all. <laughs> she definitely believes what she's telling you. And she is absolutely certain of what she's saying. And she's very happy that you guys are here. And also, you sense that both she and everyone else around, that is, her followers that are around, you can sense they all have a high telepathic index. They all seem especially <gasps> psychically receptive. Like me. <laughs> right. Maybe they'll let you join them. Maybe I want to. I've been treated like shit this whole time. That <laughs> they'd give you a gun. <gasps> Do you guys have I got her a gun. <laughs> you didn't. The, com- the ship did. I told you to order a gun from the ship. <laughs> wow, <laughs> thanks. Mansplain much. <laughs> Yo, you want to know how to get a gun? Order one yourself from the ship. Oh, look, I got you a gun. <laughs> It worked, did it not? <laughs> okay, I think... Hey guys, I know how to get you guys guns. Keep <laughs> down from the ship. It kind of worked. I don't know. I think someone said something about diplomacy. What was that? I don't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not my actual strong suit. More of a Cisco kind of, you know, just get this shit done kind of guy. <laughs> 
so where where were we at with that? So she didn't find anything. She believes everything that she's told. Right. We're walking towards this thing, right? Is data still scanning? <laughs> That's the only thing I'm worried about. <laughs> constantly. Just constantly be have that tricorder out doing things. Fascinating. There it is. There it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so fascinating. Wow. Everything's fascinating. This loker thing, fascinating. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Really fascinating, actually. All right, so we're just walking to this religious site now. Yes, I guess that's basically where we're at, right? We're gonna. Yes, it's not. Is this a long walk. It's not time far. To talk? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe this is where I can like gently inquire about the reason for the vandalism that's been happening in town that our other Starfleet personnel have been reporting. Yes, she says we felt we had to step up our activism because no one was listening to our message which is that they need to all get on the same page and stop causing the creator pain. This creator, you say you're taking us to them. Taking to the angel, but yeah. The angel, yeah. It's not a red one, is it? Because <laughs> I have issues <laughs> with that first season of Discovery. So I figured there would be a revolt if it turned out to be a red angel, so no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Forget it. We're just beaming off. We're going. We're just leaving. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. We're just going to get in the ship and going. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> this isn't going to make sense either way, so so we just want to get on the ship and leave. Yeah. <laughs> just nuke it from orbit. Yeah, but you know what? Just fire torpedoes. It's fine. Religion <laughs> never went ended well. Yeah, it just never ends well. All right, she leads you to a small mountain pass that overlooks another beautiful arid vista, along with five of her followers. Do you want to bring your security uh, detachment? Yes. <laughs> if you don't bring me, I will throw a shit fit. <laughs> Well, you're you're you not are, the security detachment. That's all. I'm the red just saying. <laughs> Troy just is actually can, like actually super handy to have around for yeah, diplomacy reasons. So yeah, I like, sound like I've been super handy. <laughs> well, you, no, you haven't been, been super handy. Super Troy handies. in general would be super handy. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, there it is. We going in for a performance review when we get back to the ship, <laughs> counselor. After you get there, Annalisa and her followers kneel and begin quiet prayer in front of a natural circular hole in the rock. Uh, what would you guys like to do? I'm scanning it. All right. I'm going to scan it with my track cord. <laughs> Fascinating. Reason and science, right? Reason and science. <laughs> nothing I've ever seen before. Like nothing I've ever seen before. Nothing you need to roll yet, Data. Nothing, uh, nothing, no unusual readings yet. After a few minutes, something appears. It looks uh, so similar to, you know, the way that demon looked like uh, common demonic images from various cultures. Now an angel appears. It's an asexual humanoid figure that looks like it's made of light with flaming wings. And it floats above the ground, <laughs> bathing the area in a soft glow. It's uh, almost blinding. Mm-hmm. It's got a good waist to shoulder ratio. Good, <laughs> good birth and thighs. Wharf attacks it with his <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I want to scan it with my tricorder. <laughs> How do you feel about who you are? <laughs> I feel like this is another situation where Wharf probably positions himself in front of secu- Picard uh, for good. security reasons. Of course. Okay, uh, yeah. All of them are going to be around me at this point and like <laughs> trying to send me back to the ship because they're like, oh, you know what? Get the captain out of here. Yeah. Send Riker down. <laughs> Data, this adventure is trying to challenge you by giving you another insight plus science roll. Insight plus science. Okie dokie. And difficulties two. Difficulties two. I will... Do, I have, do we have momentum? Yeah. We have two momentum. Yes. I will use one momentum for this roll because I think it's going to be important. So let's take a look and do focus, focus for this. I don't think any of yours apply this time. Computer cybernetics, spatial phenomena. 
which is unusual because mm, these are these well, cover a lot of bases, see. but not quite. Not quite. Okay, so I'm rolling two successes. Good. Yes. Solid. Oh, and I'll uh, reduce the momentum by one, so that's now to one. Okay, so it's an energy pattern. You're not detecting a life form. It's not. It's nothing familiar to Starfleet, but you are, thanks to your insight, piecing together that the energy seems to have an organic pattern to it, and it's generating a low-level telepathic field. As to what it is, that's inconclusive. I relay this information to my team and <laughs> note that, especially to Troy, that there's a te- telepathic field emanating from the creature. I am a messenger from the creator, says the angel. To all of us or just to Troy? To all of you. Why am I here? <laughs> Read the mind of the telepathic being, Chris. <laughs> oh, fine. But he already said things out loud to Christy, you. Christy, this is the one thing everyone wants to be used for her mind. <laughs> See? Damn. Be appreciated for her mind. Yeah. yeah. Free your mind. The rest will follow. Oh, Christy sings, knock that off on your bingo character. Hey, you invited her back, man. <laughs> That's rude. Flying, you didn't... I'm sorry. Hi, actually. I love you, Christy. Come I on. I love you too. Whenever... <laughs> hey, what? When are you coming to visit? Whenever you let me tell me there's a date. <laughs> All right. I'll text you. You told no. me there was something that you never got back to me. Now scan this fucking creature. Okay. Uh, the scanning. <gasps> hey. <laughs> okay, counselor. Give me an insight plus command difficulty two again, please. Insight plus command at difficulty two. Here we go. Echo hush. And you're, uh, I think Goodness you have a gracious. focus that oh. applies. I'm, I'm certain you do. Insight. Command. Okay. Focus. Using it. Complication range. One. Task roll. Two. Right? Here we go. Boom. What I get? Oh, well, that's what happens when you use technology. <laughs> okay, uh, so I did that. Could you use another determination to reroll? No, she's all out. But so, what you sense is that this—it's oh, no. too vast and alien to to truly connect to. Sorry, guys, I'm useless. <laughs> Uh, but one more thing, you do seem to... S- the self-fulfilling prophecy of Counselor Troy. In your head, you can hear different voices calling out in confusion, but you can't make out what they're saying. Hmm. And you're not sure if that's... It's so loud! <laughs> oh, no! You're not sure if that's coming from this creature or from the area. Am I There's... hearing it, too, in my brain? No. Only, oh, so... only Troy's here? Right. Ah! There's so much happening. There's voices everywhere. They're so loud. There's so many of them. This is a vast creature. Oh, no. Oh, no. My brain. It's inside of my head. Oop. I don't know. I don't think there's anything else. I think we just got to wait and see what else it says. Yeah, does it say anything? Or does it? Can I uh, try no, it is a... again if there's another? Can I try communicating with it? Yeah, it's waiting patiently. For what, damn you? For what? <laughs> well, I'm going to introduce myself again, because that's my favorite, Captain Picard's favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Captain Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. This is the 19th time I've done this so far. <laughs> yes. Do you understand me? Does it, can this thing speak in English and understand my UT? It's like a, I guess, yeah, universal translator. Yes, it says, uh, I welcome you to this place. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What do we want to ask it, basically? I'm trying to think, who are you? What is your purpose? <laughs> yeah, there you go. What are you doing here? 
Five W's plus H, Mark. Who, what, when, where, why, how? <laughs> Come on. It says, I'm an angel, a messenger. There's so many voices. Oh, no. <laughs> it's lying. I know when you're lying to me, angel. Worf looks at Troy strangely. <laughs> you shut off your brain voices. It's okay. My brow ridges are blocking out the signals. <laughs> Why is it here? I was sent with a message for you, for the people of this place, that you must all come together as one faith and one mind. If you cannot or will not, the creator will That sounds pur- like the Borg. The creator will purge the universe of those who cannot comply. Sounds like the Borg. It's the Borg. It's like <laughs> Leviathan before it became a Reaper. Wait, that's the wrong genre. <laughs> come on, Captain. I'm sorry, I'm listening to Christy rant. Oh, look at the puppy. I <laughs> what do we need to do to stop that from happening? Why is no one listening to me? Yeah, yeah. Ask, or ask maybe like why that unity or whatever, that purity is so important to them. Why don't respect diversity? Yeah, is this like Picard speech time? Like, do I get to like I tell it so. to respect other people's rights <laughs> and stuff like that? That would be cool. We can do that now. Yeah. Very good. Uh, it says, but I'm just curious as to like what the impetus for it to like why light feels it needs to raise the universe at that point it says and that also, uh, i have a starship upgrade to fight it if that we're going to do this it says discord is harmful to the creator it's a great program <laughs> i mean yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> it got me a 3090 this week so fair enough can we speak to this creator directly it says time is short a storm is coming essentially i'm asking take me to your leader again yes time is short a storm is coming Mm. One that is only a taste of what's to come if the purity of faith cannot be restored. And it vanishes. Uh, hey, uh, Data, your tricorder's chirping that at you. Bode well. Thank fucking God. Jesus. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> hey, there's a great big atmospheric disturbance. There's an atmospheric disturbance. Yeah, it's. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. There's an atmospheric disturbance. <laughs> it's there we go. coming toward. Flatten my voice like, a little bit. Like in there. It's headed toward the town from the direction of the mountain. Oh, it is heading. In that direction, and I point to the town. From the letter back to the town again? Should we fast? Can we beam that back to the town? Is there some kind of interference in the way? Like, that would be my first thing. There's minerals in the rocks. <laughs> I was going to say, there's minerals in the rocks, right? So like, the transporter probably doesn't work. <laughs> Does no one care that I'm still suffering? <laughs> no, the, the, the angel's gone now. Your brain's fine. Troy's having her own problems over here. <laughs> yeah. It's her moon time. Uh, this time transporters are still functioning okay so can we maybe contact the people in the the town to warn them the storm is coming first of all like just communicator wise (laughs) yes contact the commander Commander right yeah that would be an ideal situation to warn the people that that is happening also can we contact the ship to figure out to see if they can find out what the source of the storm is certainly from orbit, since we can't seem to do anything with our tricorders. Hey, I wonder if that's uh, Wesley on the ship that would answer that question. <laughs> I hope not. Man. This is late season, right? We're doing late season. <laughs> right. He's not on my ship anymore. Right? <laughs> shut up, Wesley. <laughs> I was just going to say, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> One way or the other. Yeah, I guess that would be... That would be our next thing. Anybody else have any suggestions? I guess that's the one thing I should be asking constantly as Captain Picard is, do we have any suggestions from the peanut gallery? <laughs> no, I think that's... You're saying we stay here and we just tell the, the town? Well, no, we'll, we'll communicate with them, but then we'll also arrange to like, beam. get beamed okay. there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good plan. How bad is the storm going to be? Like, Are we going to have to evacuate? Like, Should we start beaming people off the surface up to Enterprise? So the ship can give you some answers. Uh, it looks like the storm is just moving toward the, the town. 
But Commander Shahal says uh, she thinks she can uh, lock things down and get people to safety there. The ship is also picking up big energy signature on the top of the mountain. Hmm. Should we split up? Well, it might be time for Kenmix. I guess we can split up. There's always that option. See, my, my first instinct, this is like the worst possible instinct. Uh, it's just because of the way the show works is to be like, Troy, why don't you take the security people and help fucking evacuate the town? Because that's what they always seem to send her to do. It's like, make sure everybody's ready for, for saucer, saucer separation. Because you work. (laughs) But I think we were going to need her empathy or the empathic abilities once we get to the top of that mountain. I feel like we can just send the NPCs to the city to (laughs) deal with that shit. That sounds smart. Yeah, actually, we could always order the ship to send more people down to assist with anything like that. It would probably be also with these people. Are these people going to be okay in their cave while this storm happens? Or do they need to get like evacuated? Like we need to. Yeah, that's a good point. Send Maybe them up can... to the Enterprise or send them back to the city, like be the transporter quickly. Or well, do we want to ask Annalisa what she thinks about yes, what let's... the angel just said? That would be a good idea, too. See, that's why I asked for suggestions, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says, uh, see, that's what the angel's been telling us all along. Okay. It's not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> and does she need any help or does she feel like her people are going to be okay in these caves? Well, like, yeah. do, they, do they want to be evacuated before Will the storm Will her people hits? be safe? Uh, she feels her people will be safe. Because I'm perfectly willing to just beam everybody up. And okay, <laughs> all right, I mean, fuck this, we're out. <laughs> have fun dying, I guess, or whatever. How far is this mountain? Like, is it's at the absolute top of the mountain? So I'm assuming we're gonna have to beam over there, also. Yes. So that would be my next stop. Like, if I'm not going back to the ship to stay safe because I'm the captain, <laughs> going. We're playing. We're playing movie Picard rules here. I'm going. I'm in the action. <laughs> yes. So yeah. let's let's beam up to the mountain. Maybe I can hit on somebody at some point, too. There's, pro- there's probably a love interest in there for me, right? That's the way the movies work. Surely. Just randomly shoehorned in love interest. <laughs> I'm going to shoot a Tommy gun at something at the end. It's going to be dope. <laughs> yeah, let's beam to that mountain and get... To- can we beam there? Like, how close can we get? Is there any interference there? We're not going to, like, end up... I don't want to, like, beam... Into the side of the mountain. Troy or Worf into the side of the mountain or something like that. That would suck. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the transporter chief can pick a nice safe spot, you know, within walking distance of the, the center of the mountain or the peak of the mountain. Cool. Okay. Let's do this. And that's where you materialize. And I was just going to say, like, if I lived in the 24th century, I'd be even heavier than I already am. <laughs> just beaming everywhere. <laughs> Not walking everywhere. Yeah, just beaming everywhere. <laughs> when you right. materialize, you find... It's your time. Scan. <laughs> you find a barren but commanding view. There's a small shrine here, which can offer shelter and water to the penitents. And yeah, it's glowing up here. It's really dark uh, because of this storm. Oh, Data, it was. it's definitely a, this is not normal atmospheric readings. There's something weird about this storm. It didn't just come up naturally. Probably related to this massive buildup of energy that you're scanning here at the mountaintop. And then light pours out of the ground and coalesces into a huge shining ball, a glowing ball of light. See, out of the ground is not a good sign. <laughs> Usually that's the other guy. <laughs> I feel like Worf is probably got his phaser out now. Yeah. <laughs> feels like it would be pretty useless. <laughs> Shoot at the glowing ball of energy. Yeah, just feed it more energy. <laughs> you all hear a... Commander, uh, tricorder. I know, I know you're super busy, always scanning. <laughs> uh, you all hear a voice in your minds, <laughs> right? which says, Who are you? And how do you plan to help me? Well, I'm traumatized immediately because I'm haunted by the Borg being in my brain. So that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, just just what Troy needs is more more voices in her head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's at least two in there already. As an android with a what, what's the, positronic the positronic brain, yeah. can I identify the the type of signal this is, the source of the signal, anything like that? Since it's like 
Is it a normal human voice? Is it something else? I'm assuming this is ESP stuff, right? Like we're being telepathically communicated to. Yeah, in our head. In which case, how they communicate with data, right? Yeah, I guess they're not. Yeah, if if data can hear it, then it. Yeah, there must be a signal. Yes, those are excellent questions. First, let me confirm to Councillor Troy that yes, you are sensing strong telepathic presence and. The rest of you, I'd like for you to decide, well, all of you decide, would Data hear such a thing? Because it may be he didn't. Oh, man, see, Are you asking show... us to decide if Data's human or not? <laughs> <laughs> the show's precedent is so up in the air about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's so split. Like, sometimes he hears the psychic shit because TV, and sometimes <laughs> he doesn't because he's an android. Yes. Yeah. I usually err on the side of he wouldn't hear the psychic stuff because most Beta Z people his can't brain. sense him, right? Like they, Yeah, his they... brain works differently. Than That's a good yeah, argument. So. No, I think think he cannot hear it. So, and here's another dramatic reason to say that he doesn't. Uh, our entertainment factor at him wondering what in the hell you people are talking to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Is this normal human behavior? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you right, Captain? That's awesome. <laughs> so, what was the? Sorry, can you repeat the question that asked us? It asked us what we are. How, how will you help us? How we're going to help it? Yes. Uh, who are you, and how are you planning to help me? That's interesting. Who? Can we first ask, who are you first? Or who are we speaking to? The voice says, I am God. Pleased to meet you. Okay. <laughs> is a male or female voice? This is an important question, Keith. If you're, wait, is it, does it need a starship? Because I have a question about God needing a starship. That I need answered. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It's fucking Star Trek 5. We're doing again. Star Trek 5. Yeah, I know. That's why. <laughs> what does God need with a starship? And the gender of the voice is indeterminate. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm. It probably helps. And it's not answering my question as to who. You, yeah, you're, you're hearing it in your head anyway, not your ears. So, yeah. So, what am I hearing? And sorry, I keep pressing mute. I've got a very loud dog. <laughs> Echoes had a tough day. You're hearing the same thing. It asks who you are. How are you planning to help? Welcome. I'm God. Nice to meet you. Okay, but you said I was I was experiencing some telepath. I know we all were, but like, um, is is Diana facing or am I hearing anything strange? That's a good question. So uh, what I was saying before was just that you're feeling uh, like a strong telepathic presence. But why don't you give me another one of those rolls and let's see how mm. it goes this time. And I think that was, well, I'm not going to try to remember. I'm just going to look it up. It is Insight plus Command difficulty 2. All right. Here we go, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I think that's good. Right? Okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah, good job. Okay. Not a zero zero anymore. Okay. Here's a, let me recap. Okay. Let me recap what you've sensed in all of your psychic connections on this planet so far. So in connecting to the demons and the angel, and now this thing, you've felt... So you're realizing they've all felt very similar to each other. A vast and powerful psychic force that describes all of them. Vast and alien. And you heard hundreds of voices calling out in confusion. You couldn't make out what they were saying. But now you're hearing that again, and you're hearing some of the voices wondering, what is God, and what is faith, and which faith is right, and why are there differences... And it's starting to sound to you, the more you hear them talk, the more it's starting to sound like they are the same voice, like arguing with itself. Oh, I'm not insightful enough for this. Is this a Wizard of Oz moment? Is that what's happening? I that's, the, My first thought is like, who, who's pulling the strings? Like, I'm trying to figure out who, like what, where. Yeah. I, I just want to 
I just want to keep scanning for an energy source. Uh, I was about to ask if you're scanning data, so do another scan for me. Yes, and permanently. <laughs> Am I, is this reason in science or insight in science? You know what? It's time. It's finally time to whip out your reason. Reason, yes. <laughs> now we know that there's and task roll two. I'm going to roll success. Yeah. Nice. Good. Hmm. All right. Yes. Just what you need it. Okay, you are detecting. Um, it's especially easy from this site because you're. This seems to be a former volcano. It's not active currently, but there's plenty of fault lines that you can scan deeper into the planet here, and you're picking up a lot of unusual geothermal energy activity, and it matches this energy signature that was that the ship first detected on the top of the planet, and something about it is reminding you of. A neural net. Positronic neural net? <laughs> Not exactly. Okay. It's lore. Lore is the planet. <laughs> okay, so there's a neural net. Is it centralized or localized in any particular place? How far does it stretch out? Like Throughout the planet. Okay, so it's real I, big. Did I not say fucking sentient planet, guys? <laughs> right off the bat? You certainly did. It appears that this planet is connected via a large neural net. I'm getting Shatner in that. Sorry, guys. It appears Didn't mean to shat all over it. (laughs) The entire planet is a neural net. Okay, so we've got a kind of hive mind sentient planet situation and that is having an existential crisis. Religious existential. Card's trying to reason this out. I can see it in his head. Right <laughs> now. I'm fucking useless here. He's like I'm the security officer. I can't do fuck all here. Swing at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad left. <laughs> can we just fucking fire at from orbit? I don't even know anymore. No, where's the get from orbit? You have to assuage it. Assuage it. Mission Picard. Yeah. We're supposed to keep the peace. Uh, clearly, I don't want to shoot at it yet. We'll get there. No, I think, yeah, Picard would definitely, like, go into, like, full-on diplomacy mode and, like, try and talk this thing down and, like, reason with it, with its, you know, his superior whatever reason and presence, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Do you just want to say that? Like, Picard tries to reason with it, with his... (laughs) Can we roll for that? (laughs) Yeah, you can just tell me. uh, You you don't have to, you know, make a speech. You can just tell me in general what you're trying to convey and then roll. I want to understand why, like, how long it's been here, why it feels this way, like, where it got this delusion of godhood from, kind of thing. Yes. Kind of parts the information that it's given to me so that I can either have it, like, help the people like obviously surely you have a focus that helps with that too diplomacy also yeah Yeah. so first of all you can get a little info without having to roll uh it says i've been here since longer than people were here and i have all of these abilities so what am i if not a god i can do this and uh, you hear a voice comes over your communicator commander Riker is complaining that something is shaking the ship apart Mm -hmm. Okay. I can picture right now everybody like <laughs> shaking themselves around on the bridge. <laughs> yes, camp time. You grab onto the corner of the table and then do this. Ah. <laughs> I feel, see, my first instinct is just be like, you just are a super powerful psychic being and can telepathically do, telekinetically do stuff. It's not. Maybe, like, what if, what were you, what if you asked like what it was before? 
yeah the, arrived on this planet or does it have any memory of before people were there or yeah. anything like that like how did it does it remember how it got there or like how it started or anything like that is this an armist situation my first like, memory was was of being here and then people came all over my face <laughs> yeah here's what i wonder it says what kind of god should i be some say that god is loving and kind but also seems to destroy things which kind do you think i should be and should i stop shaking your ship i feel like oh, no. i would i would really appreciate it if you didn't destroy the ship <laughs> can we bring a cue here to train this <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> That's, Wait, a, no, no, that's the worst fucking idea I've had all day. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what monster are you trying to make here, Mark? Well, I mean, one for a Star Trek movie, basically. But like, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I want to do like a Picardi speech at this point and kind of like just try and impart some kind of Federation value on it. Like that all life means something and you shouldn't be randomly killing people and you should be using those power, like great power with great power comes great responsibility planet. You the, need to So you're going to give him the fucking Spider-Man speech uh, is what you're going to do. <laughs> I got to give him a Picard speech. What better Picard speech is there than the Spider-Man speech? Shakespeare, the quality of mercy is not strained. He would always go for, you'd go for Shakespeare. Yeah, pull some pat, pull some Pat Stew into we'll this. Some, we'll throw some Shakespeare in there. I mean, I went for Stan Lee. They're, they're equivalently talented writers, you know what I, I mean? <laughs> I'm with you. There you I'm with go. you on that. <laughs> Uh, that sounds good. You want to roll that, Captain? That I think you're right about yes, reason please. plus, what did you say, a command? Have a fo- like focus use, because I would assume that diplomacy might work there. Yes, definitely. Yeah. What's his difficulty here? Good question. That'll be a three. Oh, shit. We only got He's one momentum it. left. You could also potentially use some like determination to re-roll or something if you need. Oh, you could spend a... You, you could... Because I have like a, a talent like that's a value. command... Well, the spirit of discovery, you may spend one determination to add three points to the group momentum pool. Oh, nice. Yeah, so let's the do that. Normal conditions for spending determination still apply. Veteran, whenever the character spends a point of determination, roll one. If an effect is rolled, immediately regain the spent point of determination. Then cautious, whenever you attempt a task with command, you buy one or more d20s by spending momentum. You may re-roll a single d20. Ah. Yeah probably spirit of discovery uh i recommend you might get the you spend one determination which we have yeah go ahead well no, no give me your recommendation i'll, I'll we'll... oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think let me see that one again the spirit of okay i think your best bang for the buck might be to spend so uh, definitely uh, determination would apply in this situation and you can do the spend that gets you a f- it treats it as if you have already rolled a free die and it rolled a one which is which means you'll be starting out with two successes. Okay, so how do I? In do addition that? to your, so you just say you're spending your determination, just, and now you can make your roll with your two dice, and remember that if because you're using your command discipline, your advisor talent will kick in, so you can re-roll one of those two. So really, oh, okay. you'll have two dice and can re-roll one of them. And he's using a focus too, right? That's right. Yes, because I have diplomacy. Nice. All right, let's do that then. Do I have to click anything to make sure those are all implemented, or is this stuff you're taking? Keep you have track to click of? focus used. Yes. Yeah, I did that. And then is, do I have to click the determination thing? No. But yeah, you got to make give yourself two determination instead of one. No, determination will go away. Okay. And 
we'll, we're just going to remember that you've already got two successes that aren't, aren't accounted for by this roll. So really, you just need a one. You just need okay. one. So I just need okay. to roll now. Yep. Excellent. Oh, no. It's ah, the that's, fucking no, that's, botched. Hey, I like that. Oh, no. Don't worry. It's not a botch. It's just a complication. You can that one, right? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, uh, so y- you succeeded. You got your total of three successes. Of course he's going to have a second paragraph after it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've also got a 20. So I know exactly how that goes. Got to have my little follow-up paragraph. I'm good. So, uh, yeah. All right. You have made a persuasive argument, and the voice actually says, hmm, and it thinks it over. <laughs> and it agrees with all your points and likes the idea of being benevolent rather than evil and not destroying things, but helping things. And But it's still, here's the complication, it's still pretty convinced that it's a god. Can I, I mean, communicate with someone you? someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Someone had to say it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, what was your suggestion? Oh, I was just going to say, is there any way that, like, does Troy have any ability to ground it to reality? Yeah, Troy, you should also have some pretty persuasive abilities yeah. as well. Like, what does what your insight and command look like, Christy? So my insight's great. It is 12, and oh, yeah. my command is only 4. That's pretty so good can, for, okay, my command's 5, and I'm the yeah, captain. Yeah, it's, uh, it's max 5, so yeah, oh, okay. that's pretty good. Can Troy maybe uh, chime in here and try and further convince the being? Absolutely. Yeah, what's your goal that you're convincing it? That it's, uh, I think, yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like Troy would be like, you know, talking about how even God is fallible. Doesn't need a starship. <laughs> doesn't, yeah, doesn't need a starship. But I would ask, I guess, like, what should be like, what are you trying to achieve in being a God? What is, what is the grand scheme of your, your hopes and wishes? So what you're saying is the empath is trying to empathize with yeah, the God. Yeah, 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 yeah. How convenient. <laughs> it says, I don't want to be a god, but it seems like I am. And I'm trying to understand what everyone thinks a god should do because they don't. And at that point, she's going to look at him and be like, hmm? <laughs> I think she would look at him and just be like, that's a mortal question. A god would intrinsically know. And therefore, that gives you the freedom to simply be. Mm, very nice. That's a little Star Trek answer I've heard all night. Actually. Yeah. Christ. That was pretty good, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did have a pastor father. <laughs> Hot damn. Well, let's put some numbers to that. And why don't you roll on what you were saying? This is only a difficulty one because you made a great argument. <laughs> Here we go. And if this doesn't work, we can introduce it to some things that are basically gods also. Like, I, I have a guy, I know. Oh, I think that was... I think that I was a still guy. a task roll of two, Christy, but it doesn't matter because you hit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even your one die. Hit it and quit it. Yeah. <laughs> Why overkill, right? Excellent. Yeah, you got it. Why overkill? I was so confident. Moment. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a god, but I know. Spot on. Uh, well argued. Do you want to run, re- roll, roll one more die just to see if we do get a momentum from I that? I do. Here we go. It's going to happen. Once I get back to my sheet, because I click the app every time. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Uh, boop. Ooh. Yeah, we got yeah. momentum back, too. Give me that momentum. Good job. Thank you. We're just lucky Keith hasn't been using these extra four fucking threat points. Again. I usually <laughs> use way fewer than I have this Maybe time, because you guys have done some really good rolling. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I often forget about I threat. also would like to shout out that he has... <laughs> I didn't even notice this till right now. I've been so focused on my role, but Keith has a MSD and a master system display of Voyager behind it, which is pretty dope. <laughs> Where'd you get that one? Where'd you pick that one out? I got that online somewhere. Oh, probably, yeah, probably just Amazon. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I got a sovereign class. Oh, very nice. Rolled up somewhere, unfortunately. But 
I'm sure you love my shirt yeah, too. That's my ship. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, fan. I've got TOS and TNG technical manuals in a box somewhere. Beautiful. I actually read down. I downloaded a PDF of the tech manual. My original copy of it is like in hundreds of pieces. Oh, no. years of just like pouring over it for like yeah. ever. So, oh man, I used, I tore that that book apart when I was a kid. <laughs> so. All right. So Christy is empathized with the fucking deity yes and uh, afterward you can i am a god wait <laughs> wrong wrong lesson yeah afterward you can sense that <laughs> you can sense waves of relief pouring off of the thing that you sense it didn't want to be a god anyway and you've helped it out a lot <laughs> nice yay troy useful yay <laughs> this is what happens when you give me a gun but i wonder it says having a question for you uh what will you tell the others about me oh this is a picard question yeah well this is like this is just we have to explain like the alien life kind of thing like this is new life that we've discovered as starfleet officers but we also don't want to fuck with the prime directive right we don't want to like negatively influence their society do we have to keep their illusion intact somehow they're federation citizens are they not or partial some of them are we have a starfleet presence on the planet which means the prime directors out the fucking yeah, window already planet yeah so like at this point we're basically we've been asked to interfere already <laughs> so like we're in the clear on the prime directive i think as far as my trek brain is concerned anyway <laughs> maybe we have to like strike a balance right it's like tell them i think we definitely need to have the creature you know talk to its followers specifically who are vandalizing things to get that shit yeah. cut out and that all religions are probably equally all horseshit better? is that what <laughs> you're saying here Marco? I was going to say they're all horseshit so like you shouldn't believe in anything <laughs> uh, this is a Star Trek game nobody has religions so like there are a bunch of atheists in space so they basically be like this is all god horseshit we know this <laughs> We know there's an alien involved because you're saying God is here. So this is how we do things. Kirk shot one in the face. <laughs> like that's on record. Data can show it to you. Yeah, so. we don't want to cause power vacuum unrest and things like that. So maybe we have maybe the being should let it choose. We gotta do the cleanup tour, baby. Like we gotta go around and make sure everybody's talked to and diplom yeah. diplomatized. This is the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah, yeah, and then and, we beam back to the ship. <laughs> and have uh, the alien present itself in a more neutral form, perhaps, rather than something horrifyingly religious. <laughs> we could even suggest that it take on some kind of corporeal form when it's interacting with the people on the planet, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's so obviously it's, it so can, to be like, more grounded and not, yeah. Yeah, pe don't, not feel as foreign and other as the yeah. people have, have identified it as. Basically, what we're doing right now is like summing up, like, the captain's log at the end of the episode. <laughs> We're also uh, basically we just did Guardians of the Galaxy two in Star Trek form, so that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, we just fought Ego. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, um, and nobody shot him in the face. So I think we did better than the Guardians did. Actually, <laughs> yeah. No, I think are, are we all wrapped up? Is there any other issues that we need to resolve before I can get back onto my ship and have a cup of tea? Card didn't uh, do anybody. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I, no, because this is not movie Picard. I was going to say you could TV do a God. But yeah, it's TV Picard, so he doesn't get laid till afterwards. I don't know. Beverly's there, like waiting on his bed when he gets back. Sure, sure. Pat, pat, pat. Cool, good. So, what what do we need to do now? I, I think you've summarized it well. I think that's a good ending place for us. You, we solved your Star Trek puzzle. That's right. You gave the god something to think about, like it's not a god, and. Uh, <laughs> 
And yes, the, so the the people of the town, some of them aren't happy that they don't have a god anymore, but for the most part, they're willing to accept this weird wrinkle. And, you know, it's a big galaxy. People have seen some shit. So, <laughs> yeah, some continue can to... Troy give them a, can Troy give an impassioned speech about how there's so much more to life than following a deity when you could be your own guide mm. and work together to become a better community <laughs> of different-minded but like... What's the word I'm looking for? It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> but different-minded, but community-driven, where everyone is accepted for their own individual thought. Well, this just became a Troy-focused episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds great. We had two speeches in this one, at least. And then she ends it all by going, I have mother issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great finale. And out of frustration, I lodge my bat left in a wall on the planet. <laughs> Because I didn't get to use it. I finally, finally saw use. That's great. And then Troy bats her eyes and goes, season seven. My last act as captain then is to put Worf on report for being eaten. So <laughs> it's all right. I'm never going to get promoted. Apparently, I'm just going to get transferred to DS9 where I get my fucking dick wet. So, hey, you doing season seven? Okay. Both my dicks wet. Yeah. So. <laughs> then all right. Poor Jedzia. <laughs> Jetsia could have done better. I agree. <laughs> hey guys, I'm hungry. I gotta pee also. Yeah. So <laughs> also we just hit three hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a fun edit. So let's uh Tim, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> All right, we did it. So we thank you very much, Keith. That was a lot was of fun, fun. And I think yeah, yeah, that was yeah, I think I think we you, you did quite well. I mean, our roles helped. But you were definitely did a great job at kind of leading us along and everything and making sure that we were, you know, kind of staying on track. <laughs> Good. Lord fucking knows we tangent like a motherfucker. <laughs> hey, you're nothing compared to my regular group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're probably behaving because we're trying to record a podcast also. Like, yeah, there's only so much that we want to have like, on record permanently. <laughs> I, also, yeah, well, I definitely have some spots where I was like, we could, I could take this whole thing way off the rails right now with some weird Star Trek yes. shit that I can make them do, but let's, let's follow the plot along. So. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, we will finish off this episode then. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And whether you have been listening to us from our very first episodes in the summer of 2016 or whether we're you sorry just started, for those still, just so yeah, we're all clear. We're sorry. We're, we're sorry for Batman v <laughs> Superman, especially. Part one, the first time we did it. The second time was better. <laughs> the, first, the first version. Don't listen to episode eight if you're just starting <laughs> this podcast. Don't ever do it. <laughs> But yeah, so, or even if you just started listening recently, we really do appreciate it. Mark and I do this as a fucking labor of love, and Christy and Paul put their time into it as labors of love as well, and... Yeah, we just we we just enjoy having this sort of creative outlet. If you would like to talk to us about what you heard on this episode, you can do it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can tweet at us at DRD underscore podcast. You can tweet at me personally at DRD underscore Tim. You can tweet at Mark at Emulet. I don't know if Christy or Paul or Keith want to give it their Twitters. Sure. I'm just Christy underscore Bolton. Okay. No and no? No thanks. Fair enough. <laughs> Twitter can be a fucking cesspool, so I don't blame you. 
Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's brutal, but yeah. I'm Keith uh, at Keith A. Garrett. Okay. And you can email us at danceworldbydancepodcast at gmail.com. If you're not already subscribed to our podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and most places that podcasts can be found. Um, if you like our episodes, please share them or recommend them to a friend and give us a rating on your podcast app of choice. And with that, I guess also we should give Keith a fantastic fucking thank you for doing thank this. It's been so much My fun. pleasure. It's fun. It takes a lot of work to put these things together. So thank you. You folks did a great job. A lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Keith, do you want to talk at all about other work that you've done or things you have coming up to promote to our listeners? No, not really. Uh, if you're curious, you can check my website at theadventuresofkeithgarrett.com. But uh, also, I want to mention, so Modifius has, if you like this system, they do a bunch of others that are the same system, basically the D20 system. They tweak it a little for each property, but they've got, they're heavy into licensed games. So they've got John Carter of Mars. They've got Dishonored based on the video games. Oh, Dune is the latest to come out. There's an uh, upcoming world, uh, one based on on nice. uh, Homeworld uh, video games uh, and other. Oh, Conan. Very cool. Yeah, they've got a bunch. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. You just said the magic word. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, Mark, uh, Mark, just, Mark just fucking creamed his pants right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah. They always want to do like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, come on, guys. It's like, let's go kill some shit. Not like talk to elves. <laughs> <laughs> want to fuck some elves. Not, not, yeah, want to fuck the elves, kill some shit, and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to talk to the elves <laughs> and then dump a ring in a fucking mountain. That's no fun. <laughs> Dump a ring in a mountain is. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I don't like that imagery. Actually, this site's super cool. Like I was looking, I've, I bought the manual for the the Star Trek Adventures just to have more Star Trek crap because <laughs> I need more. Obviously, but I was like very interested in this game, so I might even like find another group and play elsewhere. Excellent. So. I was I was right on board. <laughs> My vast knowledge of Star Trek comes in very handy. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Side note, guys, I'm not sure if you know. I feel like this is a good last thing to say. Dance Robot Dance now ranks on Apple Podcasts number 44 uh, in comedy from Turks in the Caicos Islands. <laughs> I am. Oh man, amazing! We're killing it. Just yeah, nailing it, crushing it. <laughs> uh, speaking of podcasts, Christy, do you want to tell us where? Other places our listeners can find you these days? Oh, for sure. If people want to hear more of my zaniness, they can tune into my other podcast, my other podcast, the one I left you for. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't leave you for Civilized. But yeah, it's called Civilized. It's a sci-fi, it's an improv dark comedy sci-fi, and it's ridiculous. We're just wrapping up season four now, which is crazy. And then I'm also starting another one called The Denial Project, which will be launching soon, and I'm just all over the map a little bit. Like <laughs> I was in the Carlotta Botox Chronicles and Mars Fall and Moonbase Theta. There's just a bunch of other stuff. So how about he- your fucking TV show? Oh yeah, Sons of Butcher. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that gets picked up. That would be what a what a time. You did one episode anyways. Yeah, what a time. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so great. But yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, in two upcoming video games, Spiral and Detour Bus. Nice. Cool busy yeah all right well everybody say good night say good night keith good night say good night mark good night everybody say good night paul good night say good night christy bye bye good night (laughs) and this is tim saying thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week take it easy live long and prosper
Can we set a course for the nearest starbase? I need to get some staff replaced. Maximum <laughs> <laughs> more. Yeah. And Riker needs a chair to straddle too. <laughs> Engage everybody. This <laughs> 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 is gonna do the whole song until Riker needs to stop recording. I'm gonna let it go, man. I'm gonna use this. This is like the whole episode now. <laughs> Rolling credits. <laughs> in a very interesting way right now. Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> Other Mark is there and he's just shaking his fucking head yeah, in the background. It's so good. I done. Yeah, all right. Either way, have a good one, everybody. <laughs>